MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavors. This is Virginia Lottery recording session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Kind of, right? All right. It's Thursday morning, the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, Preston is out for the rest of the week. We are running uh, undermanned right now, but we will try to provide everything we usually provide to you, and that includes Casey. Uh, you handle some of the uh, yeah. chores this morning. <laughs> You're flailing like crazy. Well, I get, you I... deserve the purple heart for this week, having to run all this equipment the way you're running what, it. What happened? You had it all together over there. So I did. I did. So um, <clears throat> the the issue was uh, I, because of the way the show started yesterday, I made sure when I left here yesterday... <laughs> That I had everything turned on and potted up so I didn't have it's to worry okay. about that stuff yeah. this morning. And I never looked at the board. Yeah. And so when I turned around, everything was turned off. My my, my headphones were unplugged. I'm like, why? What is going on over it, it, here? It's a Herculean chore. I'm going to give you lots oh of bonus points for doing it. So uh, right. it, it, we will just proceed as usual. All right. What is today? Thursday? All right. Thursday. Thursday. We're going to do some weather right now. Actually, it's going to be a nice sunny day all day today. It's a little bit chilly today uh, with a high of 49 degrees. Not bad. Uh, No, no. And right now we're looking at 32 degrees, um, but it is going to warm up. And then, you know, getting ready for the weekend is going to warm up. 65 tomorrow, 71, a little bit of rain on Saturday. But, uh, you know, sunny all day today. And then we're going to move on and do business as usual. Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, so we're trying to figure out who's doing it. I'll do it. Yes, I'll, I'll do, I'll do it. Steve, right. you wanted to do it. Yeah. yeah, you know, I don't want to, but I'm going to. Uh, it's it is okay. March 30th, and uh, Kathy's got our look at the news. What's going on, Kathy? In the news this morning, two people were shot and wounded at the Snyder Avenue station on Sept's Broad Street line in South Philadelphia. The incident happened at 9.30 Wednesday night on the subway platform. Highway patrol officers were able to quickly respond to the scene. They were in the area and said that they heard the shots being fired. Once they arrived, officers said they saw a woman fleeing the subway station with a gunshot wound to her leg. Another victim, a man, was found on the subway platform after being shot in the back. Both victims were brought to area hospitals. Police say the suspected shooter fled the scene on Rosewood Street where he allegedly threw his gun. Officers were able to apprehend the suspect and recover the weapon. We believe there may have been two shooters in some sort of shootout, said Chief Inspector Scott Small with the Philadelphia Police Department. That's preliminary information, he says. At this time, officers are not sure if the shooting was intended as a robbery or if the victims were targeted. Uh, There is no word yet on the second suspect being apprehended. Two Army helicopters crashed Wednesday night in southwestern Kentucky during a routine training mission, causing several casualties, military officials said. The two HH-60 Blackhawk helicopters, part of the uh, 101st Airborne Division, crashed at 10 p.m. Wednesday Mm. in Trigg County, Kentucky, according to a statement from Fort Campbell. The uh, 101st Airborne confirmed the crash, saying on Twitter it resulted in several casualties but did not specify whether those were injuries or deaths. Right now... Our focus is on the soldiers and their families who are involved, it added. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir said 
had said earlier that uh, fatalities were expected, adding that police and emergency officials were responding. The crash is under investigation. Philadelphia Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw was involved in an automobile accident. The accident happened Wednesday afternoon just before 3 o'clock at the intersection of North 15th and Ray Streets in Center City. According to officials, the commissioner's SUV was traveling east on Ray Street when an SUV traveling south on 15th Street ran a red light at the intersection and hit the commissioner's vehicle. Stop and think about this. I know. You get into an accident. <laughs> you get into an accident. It's not just with the police. You got the police commissioner, commissioner you get into an accident with, and you're running a red light when you do it. Yeah. Not good. Officials say four people were injured, including the commissioner and her driver. A 42-year-old Uber driver and the Uber passenger were also injured. Two people were taken to Jefferson Hospital, while the other two were taken to different hospitals. Everyone is listed in stable condition. The commissioner was seen talking with accident investigators at the scene. Police blocked off a number of streets in the accident zone in order to conduct the investigation. No other details were released in regard to the accident. This might be something we can bring up later on, because I know a couple of people, and again, nobody was injured, but people throughout my life who have gotten into accidents backing up into a cop car, uh-huh. sideswiping a cop car, you know. Like nothing. Just the wrong people. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> right, it's like, oh no! <laughs> Double no! Well, fortunately, they, they were injured, but they're saying all of them are in stable condition, so uh, that is some good news. Yes. Alright, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers ended their three-game losing streak by beating the Dallas Mavericks 116 to 108 last night in South Philly. Joel Embiid had 25 points and nine rebounds. James Harden added 15 points and 12 assists, and the Sixers' defense shut down the Mavericks in the fourth quarter to lead the team to the win. The Mavericks did not score in the final three minutes, 18 seconds of the game. Embiid missed one game because of injury and helped the Sixers get to 50 wins in the fewest amount of games since 2001. They're at home again tomorrow night with the game against the Toronto Raptors. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. The Phillies begin their regular season this afternoon with a game in Texas against the Rangers. Aaron Nola will get the start for the sixth straight opening day. First pitch is scheduled for 4.05. And the Flyers, who have won four games in a row out of five, uh, and five out of their last six, are on the road tonight with the game in Ottawa against the Senators. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Okay, thank you, Kathy. Uh, speaking of uh, the uh, season opener, we're going to have John Brazier in later on. I think we have some ticket opportunities. Nick, if I'm not... Uh, yes, sir, man. Opening weekend. In- we're going to do a four-pack uh, for the National League ceremony for the ring uh, giveaway. So they're, they're going to do that, I think, on Sunday of opening weekend. And baseball fever, I think it would be safe to say, yeah, is at a, 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 a very high level at this point in time. So, we also have a couple other guests on the show. We have Brian Prop coming in. We love him to death. Uh, this is Celebrity Face-Off on Saturday. He's going to tell us about that. And we have Liza Traeger, who's been in the show before. She's very funny. She's playing Punchline. And a couple of things, as I said before, Preston's out for the for today and for tomorrow. He's dealing with some family issues, and we hope he's doing well uh, and that things are going uh, more favorably for him. It was a little, tr- you know, touchy in the in the earlier part of the week, but we'll keep our fingers crossed and yeah. keep up to date on what's going on there. I know we have a load of giveaways today, Kay, so we you're going to be peppering <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you know what? the and show can, with we, giveaways. Yeah, and we can start early because there, there's a few different things. Steve, pick a movie, all right? Uh, we yeah. either have Air or Renfield. 
Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Renfield right now. Okay, so yeah. we, we have passes to a uh, screening of Renfield, and that uh, screening is actually going to be on Tuesday, April 11th, 7 p.m. at the PFS East. And this spring, Nicholas Cage is Dracula, and Nicholas Holt is his assistant, Renfield. Sucks to be him. Universal Pictures presents Renfield rated R. Uh, oh, only in theaters on April 14th. So we'll take, let's say, callers. Make it easy. 13 and 14. All right. 13 and 14. Uh, you guys will win tickets to see that. But, yeah, I mean, we have movie passes. We got cases of beer. We have, uh, you know, in addition to what Brazier's bringing by later on today, we have other Phillies tickets. Very for, cool. For, uh, game against the Marlins. So, yeah, we are, we are stacked up between today and tomorrow to give away a lot of different prizes. Absolutely. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a, maybe, a, you know, a couple of uh, a best of bits and a lot of, um, you know, brand new content. We did it yesterday. You seem to like it. Yeah. So we're going to take a break and come back after this. Drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O-Organic or Open Nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash freshpass for program details. Service available in select areas. And Steve Show podcast. So, as we said before, uh, Preston is out. Yes, Casey. You uh, had we, your hand we, up? Yeah, we have stupid questions and stuff like that. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, so we... uh, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no problem. I appreciate the heads up. So, uh, and we're going to, as I said, carry on uh, as usual. And that includes the stupid question, Casey. So, please issue that. All right. So, uh, what car manufacturer's logo is known as the bow tie? What car manufacturer's logo is known as the bow tie? Two one five two six three WMMR. And um, before we start, can I ask you a question? Did you guys see the planets the other night when we were supposed to? I didn't get to see them. Nick, did you see it? No, it was, I, I tried. And I was I watching when I went Bono outside, leave the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw Bono's spaceship, which oh, was that's yes, cool. Was no, when, I think when I went outside, Kathy was cloudy, so I didn't get to see her. Okay, so I saw it. It was, you it did? Was, yeah, it was a beautiful night, but it wasn't like as, I thought it was going to be like, Oh that my there's going to be a there choir of angels. Are. Yeah, like I thought, you know. Thank you for coming out, Kathy. <laughs> we were waiting for you. Like, um, it was cool, but I thought they were going to be brighter. And Do you know what's cool, honestly, and you should really do this, is get a really very expensive telescope, and I could see you fully getting into astronomy, and then go bird watching afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we did um, <clears throat> the things um, you love to do. Preston has a roof deck on his, uh, uh, and and they have a, a, a telescope, and we were looking at, Saturn has the rings, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, there's actually, I, there's, uh, doesn't Jupiter have a light ring around it? Yeah, I think uh, Uranus has a ring, yes. too. Yeah. Oh, that's not a joke. Yeah. No, no, but. Uh, and, and a butt plug. But we were looking <laughs> at, it was Saturn. Okay. And it was so cool. I mean, listen, Kath, it was tiny, 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 but 
You could, could, see, you the could see the ring. You could see the ring. That was cool. When you pick out the rings uh, of Saturn for the first time, because that's such a classic celestial. There, you know, that's you see that you know what you're looking at, yeah. and it's it is amazing. Yeah. So I'm so, I'm I'm glad you got into that, Kathy. Because I, well, I, I put a reminder on my phone. I'm like, oh, I have to go outside. And <laughs> there look there at you the go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, as a, uh, of course, Preston is out uh, today and tomorrow, and um, and we have a whole bunch of stuff going on uh, that would include Brian Prop stopping by later on. He's talking about a, a charity thing that's coming up. We have John Brasher. It's opening day today. A lot of information about what's going on with the Phillies and some ticket availability, which might be coming your way. Lisa Traeger, who's performing at Punchline, uh, she'll be in. She's great. She's uh, later on in the show. Uh, and so we're going to do a little bit of content. As we said before, I kind of laid out the uh, the proposal. We could run best of bits. We always kind of do a hybrid if one of us is gone. But the idea was, do you want quality Best of bits or fair to midland live bits? And you opted for this latter choice. <laughs> did they opt or did it? <laughs> Nick, did, Nick, yeah. Nick was keeping yeah. an eye on it. Yeah. And, and so the people we, have spoken. They All have right. spoken, much to our chagrin. But yes, no. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is do, uh, Preston always does the entertainment break. And as you pointed out yesterday, uh, Casey, no one can do it. I mean, this guy is around the clock, on the phones, calling TMZ, yeah. Perez Hilton. This is what he does. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we have a few to talk about. And one of the things is tonight, I was very interested to see this. Diane Sawyer is having that sit down with Jeremy Renner. And yeah. now earlier this week, we saw Jeremy Renner in one of those um, low gravity treadmill devices. Yeah. If you told me from what we heard when we originally heard about his injury, the snowplow accident, crushing him, yeah. and what we saw there, I would not have believed it for anything. Mm-mm. Yet here he is. And so they uh, they, they have issued some, uh, some teaser video and audio, and he looks phenomenal. So I, I thought it might be worth playing back some of that audio and kind of tease uh, yeah. the event. Yeah, because when this happened, uh, you know... I, I, you just like I I, I want to know what happened. Like yeah. I, I need to, I want to know it, all the details. It never became Mm-mm. clear. And listen, and, and not that it's the onus is on them to explain to us everything that's no. going on. But it seemed when you heard a multi-ton snowplow, like a veil, uh, you know, like a ski resort snowplow yeah. has run over someone. First off, you're saying, okay, you know, you're going to make funeral arrangements. I assume. Then we hear he's alive, and then within days. We're seeing him on Instagram. Yeah. It's just astonishing. It yeah. is is it is a miracle on multiple levels. So um, let's run through some of the clips. Diane Sawyer, of course, the, her main mission is to get people to cry. But mm-hmm. uh, she, <laughs> she asks uh, Jeremy Renner about the actual point of the accident and what his perceptions and memories were as it was going on. Do you remember the pain? Oh, all of it. Yeah, I was awake through every moment. I just perfectly see him in a pool of blood coming from his head. When I ran up to him, you know, I didn't think he was alive. I'd do it again. You'd do it again? Yeah, I'd do it again. Because it was going right at my nephew. So the second voice you heard was the nephew. Right. All right. So apparently, and I did not realize this, is that the, the uh, snowplow was off and running by itself, heading towards his nephew. And that's what prompted Jeremy Renner to try to jump out or jump in. That's what I still don't know. Yeah. And that's when he got pulled under the snow so plow. that's what he's saying would you ever would you do it again he's saying yeah i'm trying to save, save my nephew so so did okay so we're gonna find out more so, did he's actually he did save his nephew yes yeah absolutely the nephew is is there so um just to put in perspective by the way let's go to the cut where uh they uh, uh diane sawyer lists the injuries that jeremy renner had 
Eight ribs broken in 14 places. Yeah. Right knee, right ankle broken, left leg tibia broken, the left ankle broken, right clavicle broken, right shoulder broken, face eye socket, the jaw, the mandible broken, lung collapsed, mm. pierced from the rib bone, your liver, mm. which sounds terrifying. Yeah. And they're like, what's my body look like? Am I just going to be like a spine and a, and a brain, like a science experiment? So my wife just fractured um, her rib a a couple of days ago. Uh, It it is so precarious when you have anything rib related, Mm -hmm. right? So it's just like a like a fracture, and um, it's she's it's she has to really baby it. I mean, she's trying to fight the inclination. Very painful, right? Very painful. So, and that was just that he's got multiple multiple broken and all of that stuff going on, and he's doing as as well as he is. Uh, and now, uh, Casey, play the clip. We have the 911 call from the nephew. You can hear Jeremy Renner in the background, and you can hear the nephew trying to uh, calm Renner as he's trying to talk to the 911 responder. Someone's been run over by a snowcat. Hurry. He's getting crossed. There's a lot of blood over here. He is in rough shape. Oh, oh, oh. Keep breathing, man. Keep fighting. Hang in there, brother. Oh, oh. oh wow. Oh. This is the sound of someone oh, that's awesome. that was dying. Oh, that, that is terrible. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever we played that clip um, when they were at the? Uh, he was he made it to somebody's house, correct? No, no. he didn't. Move. He didn't move. No. Yeah, he, he called moved. an Uber. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. There was somebody. This other guy was chiming in, and you could hear all of that groaning and moaning in the background. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. apparently the nephew making the call. Okay. Yeah. So and then there was a neighbor. So he. It's, I guess it's routine for him uh, in. Um, uh, where, where's it again? It's um his home. God Almighty! Oh, like Tahoe, Tahoe, of course. Yeah. And of course, they've been getting you know slammed with snow. So he was you know doing what he normally does, and then there was this incident that involved his nephew, where he uh, had to you know jump in and try to save his nephew, and and obviously he got injured. Yeah. But a nine one one call where he I, that guy was pretty calm. Yeah. Have you ever had to make a nine one one call? I have. Yeah. Um, and I'm you know uh, I was trying to like I know that I have because I was I remember being phone with the 911 people and uh i i was okay i need to remain calm uh, you're told to i do. need to give them the information right. and oh yeah yeah there's a, a couple of different times there was one time i was driving down city line avenue and there was a dude laying in the middle of the road right <laughs> so uh and I, i'm on my way into work and i'm like okay let me uh i have to turn around and make sure that this guy's okay right because right. he's laying in the middle of the road by the time i turned around and came back around now he's standing up this dude was out of his mind on drugs okay he started pointing his finger at me like a gun and yes. telling me to get out of the car <gasps> you know and i was wow. like okay <laughs> so it was a different 911 call okay it was you know at first it was i thought it was a 911 call that i was that a guy was injured then right. it was like no there's a there's a guy who's a little bit out of his mind right. at this point. In yeah. a panicked injury case, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I've done, hey, there was an accident, everyone's fine. I don't know how I would respond Mm-mm. if that in that situation, because they tell you to remain calm. Yeah. And the people who do, who are 911 uh, operators, are told, uh, are instructed in ways to calm people down. I don't, I'd be freaking the hell out. Yeah, I wonder if... Um uh, I mean, obviously, there. I wonder what kind of training a nine one one operator has to go through in order to become a nine one one operator. Do, do you want to? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get our answer and then. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we probably have to do yeah. this first. Uh, let's go to. Uh, we're going to go to Tom. I think on line five because uh, he's got. I, I believe the answer for the stupid question, which is, uh, what car manufacturer's logo is uh, known as the bow tie? Tom, are you there? 
Yeah, good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Oh, it's okay. It's Let's quite all right. see if we can set you up with a prize. Do you have the answer? Yes, uh, Chevy. Chevy? That's right! won yourself a pair of tickets for the Metallica 72 Seasons Worldwide Listening Party, and that is coming to theaters nationwide for one night only, Thursday, April 13th. Be the first to hear the new Metallica album in its entirety the day before release, and that is going to be played on the big screen with fully uh, full surround and featuring introductions from the band for every single song. And for tickets and a list of participating theaters, you can visit Metallica.film. Uh, congratulations, Tom. We're going to get you, put you on hold and get your information. But, uh, yeah, I want to know what kind of training uh, an operator has to go through. It's, 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 I assume it's elaborate because you're, you're having to assess the, the situation. The information that's being relayed to you is of critical importance. You heard that nephew in that clip we just played. Mm-hmm. Well, seeing his uncle under a freaking snowplow yeah. and being what I consider to be relatively calm. Yeah, and how old was the nephew? Uh, he seems to be in his early 20s, okay, late so, teens. So he's a little yeah. bit more, uh, more mature. He's not like a, a little kid. Because I just keep thinking of my, my buddy um, Bill who... Uh, you know, he was working construction and he, he had his foot crushed and run over by a backhoe. Did he make his own 911 call? No. Oh. Um, no, but dude, the guy driving <laughs> it. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, by the way, in Pennsylvania, you need 104 hours of classroom and hands-on trading, which includes mandated EMD and CPR certifications. Yeah. Uh, and there's a bunch of different training topics that you have to cover and uh, you have to have a de- uh, some sort of degree as well, I, I believe. That's- I mean, that's the, that's the, between the point of accident and response, mm-hmm. that's the critical component. Yeah. So it's, uh, so you were saying about your, um- yeah, so it, what sucked is the guy that was driving the backhoe, it was literally, he was retiring. It was right. his last day on the job. And so they were, they were um, moving some, some sort of big metal plate. They should have made it a prank. I know. <laughs> a big metal plate. And it was like through like a really like narrow end. Entrance. So, uh, my buddy Bill was in a in a position that he wouldn't normally be in. Uh, next thing you know, his foot is being run over by this huge piece of machinery, and he screams at the top of his lungs, right. like ah, in, in agony. And the guy, so the guy stops, and when he stopped, he stops on his foot. <laughs> oh, no. And then mm. when he realizes yeah. what had happened. Uh, he's like, oh, crap, I need to get off of his foot. And then he ended up spinning the tire on his foot. So who called 911? Uh, so it, was, uh, it wasn't it was my okay, buddy yeah, Bill. Yeah, it yeah. was one of his co So I think there were only like, like three or four people on the job. So one so of those guys had to... Think about that. That's a yeah. panic situation. You, mm-hmm. You've only made the matter t- ten times worse. Uh, I had a situation. Well, actually, I did. I, uh, I saw an accident. Car slid, rolled up on its side. This is back in Long Island. And um, and then fell down, kind of went up on two wheels, and then fell back down as it was spinning out. So I'm I'm going I'm on the phone. I call nine one one, and a a woman jumps out of the car and like like bear hugs me. Like I don't know what she thought I did if I used telekinesis to write the car or whatever. Right. But she was wrapped around me as I'm trying to talk to nine one one because I didn't know if she was injured or not. But at that point, I assumed she was good enough to st- almost strangle hug me to death. Right. But in those situations where you try to remotely control a situation and get information, yeah. I mean, you know, that's it's it's got to be really uh, really tough. Yeah. So we do have uh, uh, Ashley on line three who uh, who called nine one one for uh, for a coworker. If you want to talk, yeah, to her, sure, right? Ashley. Ashley, uh, how you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Oh, wait, oh, I hope you have a good connection, Ashley. Uh, you called 911 for a co-worker who passed out. Tell us what happened. He, so, 
So I was actually sitting in our break room when he, when my coworker lost consciousness for the first time, and one of our managers ran in saying he needed help because he couldn't get him up off the ground. So I grabbed my phone. First thing I did was call 911, and it wasn't so much the scary part of calling 911. It was the phone call afterwards, calling my coworker's wife to let her know what happened. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I can certainly see that. Did you keep a cool head while you did it? Because obviously, I oh, I did. Oh, well, good for you, because I remember going all the way back to elementary school. They mm-hmm. told you about making 911 calls, and we ran actually through, you know, a, a, trying to uh, a mock situation. Yeah. Mock, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when calling 911, if you stay calm in the situation, I feel like then you're getting all the information that you need to give them. So that way, when Elins or whatever you know, authority personnel comes, then they have everything that they need. Because if they're coming and don't know any of the information, then it makes it more. Yeah, obviously that's the the uh, the desired result is that you're imparting that information, keeping a cool head, and then hopefully helping the person who's injured. Well, thanks, Ashley. I appreciate yeah. the call. Let's go to Wayne on line one, Case. Yeah, and I want to, because Wayne is a 911 operator and has been one for almost 20 years, and I have a couple of questions I want to ask him. Wayne, how you doing? Morning, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. Hey, Wayne. Uh, not a problem at all. So uh, that's a, a long time to be a nine one one operator. So, what is the standard thing that you would tell anyone who's placing a nine one one call in a crisis situation or in a very tenuous situation? Uh, there's there's really not much that we can tell somebody. It, it's more about how someone handles stress. Um, but what we're trained to do is a tactic that they call repetitive persistence. Right. We basically will ask you the same question, and we try to keep our voices at a calm level so that we're not rising up to meet your anxiety or um, the way that you're excited, so that eventually our voice is going to break through that, and you might have a moment where you're calm enough to answer the question and get the information that we need. So we have a script that we'll follow, uh, questions that we have to ask. You know, Where you're at is obviously one of the most important things, because if we don't know where to send help, we can't get it to you, right? Um, so, so let me ask. Let me ask you quickly. In, in a situation where you're in an, a nine one one call center, and I assume you're surrounded by other people taking calls as well, are there sort of supervisors like pit bosses going around to sort of provide, um, you know, assistance if you need it? So, uh, I work for uh, Burleson County, which is just over the river in New Jersey. Um, uh, our shifts consist of two supervisors. Uh, who have a uh, seat just in the center of our comm center, and they'll oversee basically the entire operation for the day. Um, and then beyond that, we have uh, senior operators that are stationed throughout each division. So we have call taking, um, the firing, the EMS dispatch side, and the police side all in the one building. Right. So each they also has a, a senior operator that'll sit there so that if there is something that comes up that the supervisors can't get to, uh, the seniors are there to assist you as well. And then most of the operators are pretty seasoned as well, so that they can handle something if it comes up. Right. So uh, there's, there's, there's there's a good there's a good um, um, uh, infrastructure in place to to handle all this. So when the calls come in, is am I correct in assuming when a call comes in now there is uh, the technology will automatically or should bring up the address of the person calling? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, so if you call from a landline, uh, most landlines are directly uh, connected to our Annie and Alley system, which basically tells us exactly what house you're at. And what is the, what about with the cell? So as you call with the cell, how do, how do they, how does that work? So most cell phone technology now is on what we call a wireless phase. 
Um, if you're using a newer phone, uh, like the iPhones, uh, you, you usually have what's called a phase two, which gives us, you know, up to a hundred feet, your latitude and longitude. Um, and then we have technology now that's coming out that's called rapid SOS, um, which will actually give us within to probably, you know, five to 10 feet as wow. long as you're still. Wow. That's cool. Hey, Wayne, I, I want to ask you a question because I've, um, on a couple of different occasions, have accidentally called 911 because they have a feature on your iPhone. It, it sucks. I panic yeah. like crazy yeah. when it starts to kick in. So if you hold, like, a, the side buttons down for I don't know how long, you, you end up getting, a, like, a, an alert, and, and yeah. then and then you call 911. So the one time I actually um, was on, I was riding my bike, and um, and my phone went off, and then so I had to stop and then talk to the person and let them know that it, I wasn't, I didn't mean to call 911. But like, um, they, like, I had always heard, like, on a landline, if you dial 911, they're coming no matter what. You can tell them that it was a false call, but they need to show up regardless. But I was on my, on my cell phone on a bike. What do you do in that situation? So if we can actually talk to you, um, and we can verify where you're at, you know, we will ask people, hey, you know, can you stay where you're at just so we can verify? Um, it, it's a law uh, with the state of New Jersey, at least, when if someone calls 911 and we have an address or a good location, we still have to send the police officers out just to verify. Hmm. Okay. If you're not there anymore, you're not there. You know, there's nothing we can do. We can't force people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, it's how just, many oh. times have you done that, though, and, and, like, something was actually wrong? Like, that, you know, maybe they, I don't know. They, they begged off the call, but there was yeah, still something wrong. but there was still something. Yeah, uh, it happens. Um, there are people that will call and then hang up because they're in a domestic situation and they're scared. Um, and because we have a good address, yeah, we still send somebody out there. You know, that's, um, you see that you actually see that where someone will, um, yeah, they're 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 being held captive or they're in a state of duress and they're they're with someone who's an attacker or someone who's holding them hostage. And and um, they will surreptitiously call nine one one, not have to get on the phone, and that alerts you guys. I guess why that's yeah. It, why it's in place, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's always it's a it's a fail safe basically for for people. But I mean, we're we're getting to the point now. Where you can text nine one one. True. So we can. Yeah. Yep. All right. Are there like code words? Like if I were to call nine one one and and trying to do it on the on the sly, are there code words that people use to let you know what sort of situation they're in? No, we don't actually train for any of that. I mean, All right. I've seen if you call it a, and order a, a weird pizza, and uh, <laughs> I'm ha- I would like to order a pizza with an assault topping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but wouldn't that that would ra- add a little domestic abuse on that if you wouldn't mind? <laughs> but wouldn't that raise some red flags where you're like, okay, is something going on here? Well, uh, again, we're, we're still if, if we can get where you're at, we'll still send the police. We always you know, at, at the bottom you know line of what we do, we're going to send the police no matter what if we can verify where you're at. Wow. And also, that is, that I didn't know wild. you can text 911. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I right. just found wait, that wait, out. Wait, wait. Hold on. Stay on the line. This is uh, crazy. Yeah, we have uh, Jen is on line four. And, uh, you Do you want to conference them or yeah, no? Well, yeah. Wait, hold a second. Um, yeah, Jen, are you there? Wait, hang on. Uh, I'm going to hit it. Uh, yeah, right there. Jen, how are you? Good morning. Hi, good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks. So is this right? You called 911 and Wayne was your operator. Yeah, so my parents live in Gloucester County, and a couple weeks ago, I get a phone call from my mom. Hey, your dad fell in the bathroom. I'm sorry, I'm getting really emotional right Uh. now. Wayne Wayne kept me so calm on the phone that I was able to talk to him and give him all the information. So, Wayne, I just want to thank you so much. Wayne, are you there? My dad's dad's okay. Let's make sure. Wayne, can you hear? I can hear. Okay, yeah, Wayne, this is what we do it for. And, you know, that's that's what 
that, that we don't actually get a lot of times is the closure or the, you know, to know how the call ended because it's hang up and go right to the next one. Oh, that's also, Jen, so, th- and that's what we hope. We hope we get someone like Wayne, and for the most part, that's what, the way people are. But while that's going on, you're freaking out, and he was able to keep you calm. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny. I'm getting ready for work and I'm listening. I'm like, I know that voice from somewhere. When he said he's in Gloucester County. Um, <laughs> my gosh. Like, son of a gun. It's well, Wayne. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, well wow. you, yeah, that's very cool. So yeah, that you're able to say thank you to Wayne. How, how is your dad doing? Uh, he's he's good. He um, he fell, hit his head in the bathroom. He's got some some medical issues, but we got him over to Cooper. Thanks thanks to Wayne. Yeah. Thanks to Wayne being such an, a like a <laughs> constant professional, keeping me calm. It was just so good. And if Wayne's still on the phone, I know. Um, he so my you. father, my father's a police officer, retired police officer, <sighs> and we're very big in, into the police. And I just want to just send my condolences. They recently had a loss over at the dispatcher. Yeah. With, um, yeah, so definitely want to send our um, our condolences your way to the entire um, dispatch family over in Gloucester County. Wow, well that's got to be cool, Wayne, because yeah. you say you don't you don't get the follow up usually, and here you are. Uh, you made a tremendous difference to Jen and her family, mm-hmm. so that that has to be great. That is, I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely, wow. and Jen, Jen, we're glad to hear your dad's doing well. So uh, that's pretty that's wild. Pretty wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I know. Thanks, guys, for calling. Oh my appreciate gosh. it. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So there we go. But you know, when you when you are when you are panicking, whether you've had like I, you know, any time a nurse or a, a a police officer, a firefighter, someone steps in a nine one one caller, and in your worst moment can help. You, you, you're like, help me, yeah. help me, and someone does. It makes all the difference in the world. Who called nine one one when you passed out, uh, Stephen? When you passed out, Nick? Do we know who called? Oh, you did. No, I didn't. I, I, don't know. I, I was the. I, you, I was the first responder. You gave me mouth to mouth and gave a you mental mouth. exam. <laughs> yes. And then Kathy I went to see if she yeah. had any appearances that uh, what night. What I, I'll tell you what I did do though. Afterwards, when it calmed down, I was like, no one called Claire. I called Claire and I let oh, her know. Thank you. That you know, and I was like, he's okay, but here's the situation. Actually, I think when I passed out um that intern joe called the ambulance because it, it was back in the old studio right. mm-hmm. and uh, and i fell on the floor and um casey i think you yelled somebody call 911 and one of our interns and i believe it was joe at the time uh, ended up doing that i and steve did you get an ambulance ride over yeah i did yeah, yeah okay and it was so cool yeah, yeah. I, I don't think i've ever ridden in an ambulance it was my first time and uh that that was that was wild it is uh, like we got on this topic because the the Jeremy Renner uh, interview with uh, Diane Sawyer's on tonight, and and they actually play a lot of the nine one one call. His nephew was the one who placed it and was incredibly uh, calm and cogent and was able to relay the information while still trying to calm Jeremy Renner, who had a snowplow sitting on his chest. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, in these cases, these people help uh, help tremendously. Uh, Kathy, yeah, I, no, I don't know. I can't remember who called. 911 for you, but yours was very like dramatic when you fell. I remember Nick's. Nick's just kind of like slumped and like slowly fell out of the chair. I remember yeah, thinking, like, oh. what is he doing? Yeah, yeah he kind of just like, like kind of like oh, uh, Nick's, doing, Nick's doing his yeah. yoga. Yeah, Steve <laughs> fell like a redwood. And Nick kind of like crumbled <laughs> like like a, like a balloon that went out of air. That's like, the yeah. difference. <laughs> the difference is I stand and Nick, you were sitting. Yeah, and, and yeah. I was getting out of the chair. And right. Preston thought it was a joke. Preston started <laughs> like, laughing. Yeah, yeah, and then I was uh, passed out on the floor. Which, that was a good time. And Kathy. Once you called Claire, my wife, um, she immediately uh, checked our life insurance uh, <laughs> and started perusing Amazon. So, listen, Jay on line six, he was a waiter and he accidentally called nine one one, and I guess was using like certain language. Uh, let's let's, let's just get the story yeah, from here. Jay, are you there? 
Yeah, man. What's up, guys? <laughs> oh, what happened, bro? Because you're you, what you're, no. you're going to describe the fear that every one of us has whenever we accidentally start to set the nine one one call off on our iPhones. Go ahead. Let me let me tell you, it was terrifying. So I was a cook at a restaurant, and my phone was in my pocket, and I'm yelling. I called nine one one somehow, and I'm yelling back to my chef like, "Don't fire! Don't fire!" Because in kitchen lingo, fire means either start the dish. Oh or, my god. You know, so I'm like, no, don't fire, don't oh. fire. And then I was like, no. like, like, don't shoot. No. Yeah, yeah. Don't oh fire. <laughs> On a 911. Oh, my God. So what happened, Jay? So all of a sudden, like five, <laughs> six minutes later, there's banging on the back door. Two cops are coming through the front. And this is a, a, a stocked restaurant on a Saturday night. Yeah. Oh yeah. So two cops come in the front. Four <laughs> cops come running through the back of the kitchen. Everyone's like, oh, my God, who didn't pay their ticket? And so like, we're all, we, we don't know what's going on. I mean, guns are drawn and everything. It was crazy. Uh, well, and then they, they called me out. And they were like. You know, you called nine one one. I pulled my phone out. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." I didn't know. <laughs> what, what you ha- what you accidentally did is you swatted your own business, yeah. basically. Oh because, as you know, Jay, in those situations, someone could get shot. Someone, could, yeah, you know. Oh yeah. What if, what if the chef at that moment happened to be raising a butcher knife to cut a piece of meat? You know, you don't know. You have no uh, that, oh my god. That's, well, that, that's a great story. I'm that's glad a good story. it all worked out. I wonder how legally what what are you was if it's an accident, you can prove it. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I assume there's going to be some latitude, but I uh, that's got to be that's that's like calling a that's basically a, a false nine one one call. That is very illegal, obviously. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing a false one on purpose, yeah, yeah. that's super illegal. But, but like, accidentally, well, so I, when I was a lifeguard, you know, when you opened the pool, the 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 pool house had a, an alarm system on it. And if you didn't turn it off properly, the cops showed up. Okay, and so if you made the mistake one time. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, right. But yeah, I remember yeah. if you made it more than once, you ended up having to pay. Like, you had to pay did a they, fine. Or did they just tell you that so you didn't? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I, know, I only I made a mistake saying. one time. <laughs> well, it, we should try an experiment one time yeah. and, and see at what point we have to pay for fined. that. Yeah. No, you don't want to screw with that because, as you hear, this is this is obviously a critical life and death moment for yeah. people and, and that, 911 callers. That might be the alarm system, too. Like, I know the alarm on my house, if that happens, you do, if it if it continually happens, you do eventually get charged. Well, something. yeah. And after a while, it's like the, the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, dude. And, and so, like, your smoke alarms now, like mine, uh, it, it talks. Like, you have, like, a little beep. And then you have one saying, like, there's smoke in the, in the second floor. And you're like, there is? You know, like, who's yes, saying this? Yes, Casey, there is smoke. Uh, and, but it freaks you out. And so, but because all of our smoke alarms are, are connected, if something is going on on the second floor, my mom hears something in the basement. Right, right. And she starts freaking out, like, what's going on around here? Uh, but, like, all, but that is just for the house. Our, ours is not connected to, like, a, uh, like a Brinks system or anything like that. Let, let's uh, case one more. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to uh, and, and thanks for everyone who has called. We're just going to have time for one more. Let's go to Justin on line five. Justin, uh, good morning. You're a nine one one dispatcher in Delco. You there, Justin? Oh, jeez. I, I, fifteen I, years in uh, October. Okay, uh, fifteen years in October. So, uh, give us some advice. And obviously, it's, it's hard to tell in each situation. Uh, how people will respond, but what's the one thing you need to keep in mind if you are calling nine one one for a very um, uh, critical situation? Know your location 
it is the most important thing. If we, if you don't know where you are, we cannot send you help. I, I can't tell you how many calls we've gotten where people call and they're like, we don't know where we are. <sighs> that's that's so a great bit of advice. Yeah. yeah. So, so the first thing to do before you even dial 911. The most important thing for anybody is to know where you are when you call 911, where the location of the emergency is. We're starting to get all these tools and technologies coming in. The one guy was talking about Rapid SOS, uh, which basically gives us, you know, a general, basically down to like a house location. We also have uh, Prepared Live, where we can actually live stream with a caller. Wow. Um, and we've used that a couple of times in Hi- uh, John Hines Park where hikers have gotten lost. And That's a sprawling park, yeah. Yeah, and at nighttime, they, you know, so we'll we'll be able to, we've been able to use that the prepared live and have the police meet them and walk them out. Um, Let me ask you, Justin, have you have you had uh, a, 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 an experience with because the iPhones now can detect a um, the newest ones can detect um, a collision, I believe, or or yes. uh, have you had a, a, a an opportunity where you handle one of those um, check ins or calls? Yeah, so it's more like. An alarm company will call in for oh, that. okay. Like somebody's monitoring, and they'll say, you know, hey, we're getting a fall detection at this area. Uh, you know, we haven't made contact with a patient yet, but can you know, can you send somebody out? We'll, we'll generally send somebody out just to check, just to make sure. Nine times out of ten, it's just it's a false alarm. What we're seeing a lot now is these medical. Uh, GPS pendants um, when they're being mailed back or. If, if a person dies and they're being mailed back to the alarm company, the medical alarm company, right. they're being activated. And so like in the post office, we're sending, you know, animals <laughs> in the middle of the night to the post office to check to make sure that there's not a fall victim or something like that there. And then we have to verify that, yeah, this person, you know, no longer has this device. So there's a GPS medallions for like people who are elderly who mm-hmm. fall down. And yeah, so when they get sent I, back, yeah. they get activated at the post office or the yeah. uh, sorting center. And so you're responding there to the, all these things. Does That's it happen right. fairly regularly? Yes, all the time. Well, hopefully they can fix that. Appreciate the call, Justin. Uh, That was wild. And then, listen, we we got a a meet cute in the 911 world between Wayne and... uh and Jen, that was pretty wild. That was pretty wild. What was cooler, that or when uh, the one lady won uh, those tickets to Bruce and her husband was uh, the next call on the if, line? If you want to tug at the heartstrings, <laughs> I, th- I think the 911 yeah, uh, hookup was cool. So uh, thanks for your calls today. Uh, again, the Jeremy Renner uh, Diane Sorry conversation is on tonight uh, on ABC. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, it, I mean it's it's a like a long, extensive one, right? So probably yes. like at least an hour long or whatever. I'm going to assume. Yeah. Actually, oh, wow. Steve, I, I just saw that it's not on tonight. That it's oh. on next Thursday. Oh, they were what? Saying, yeah. The, um, maybe I, I'm not quite oh, sure yeah, where you got right. your information, but uh, the Diane Sawyer interview, a story of terror, survival, and triumph. We're at 10 p.m. We'll air at 10 p.m. on Thursday, April 6th oh, wow. on ABC and uh, then stream uh, the next day on Hulu. Well, thanks. I appreciate that, Nick, because yeah. I, I, on one of the sites, it, it, it was indicating tonight. So we uh, we stand corrected. So you have a lot of time now yeah. to do a big party, <laughs> like a Super Bowl, Jeremy Renner. Uh, watch party. Watch yeah. party. <laughs> so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, take a break. We have a whole bunch of things going on today. As we said before, Brian Pop, Prop coming in. We have John Brazier. It's opening day. Uh, and uh, Lisa Traeger, who's hilarious. She's performing at Punchline. Uh, all that, and we'll be back in uh, right after this. So, as we said before, uh, Preston is out. Yes, Casey, you uh, had your we, hand up? We, yeah, we have stupid questions and stuff like that. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, so, uh, 
I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no problem. I appreciate the heads up. So, uh, and we're going to, as I said, carry on uh, as usual. And that includes the stupid question, Casey. So please issue that. All right. So, uh, what car manufacturer's logo is known as the bow tie? What car manufacturer's logo is known as the bow tie? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. And um, before we start, can I ask you a question? Did you guys see the planets the other night when we were supposed to? I didn't get to see them. Nick, did you see it? No, it was. I, I tried, and I, was I think watching when I went Bono outside, leave the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw Bono's spaceship, which oh, was that's yes. cool. No, when, I think when I went outside, Kathy was cloudy, so I didn't get to see it. Okay, so I saw it. It was. You it did. Was, yeah, it was a beautiful night, but it wasn't like as I thought it was going to be like. Oh that my there's going to be a there choir of angels. Are. Yeah, like I thought. Like, you know. Thank you for coming out, Kathy. <laughs> we were waiting for you. Like, um, it was cool, but I thought they were going to be brighter. And Do you know what's cool, honestly, and you should really do this, is get a really very expensive telescope, and I could see you fully getting into astronomy, and then go bird watching afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we did... Um, <clears throat> the things um, you love to do. Preston has a roof deck on his... Uh, uh, and and they have a, a, a telescope, and we were looking at... Saturn has the rings, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, there's actually... I, there's uh, Doesn't Jupiter have a light ring around it? Yeah, I think uh, Uranus has a yes. ring, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a joke. Yeah. No, no, but... Uh, and, and a butt plug. But we were looking <laughs> at... It was Saturn. Okay. And it was so cool. I mean, listen, Kath, it was tiny, 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 but you, you could, could, see, you the could see the ring. You could see the ring. That was cool. When you pick out the rings uh, of Saturn for the first time, because that's such a classic celestial. There, you know, that's you see that you know what you're looking at, yeah. and it's it is amazing. Yeah. So I'm so, I'm I'm glad you got into that, Kathy. Because I, I, I put a reminder on my phone. I'm like, oh, I have to go outside and <laughs> there, look there at the you planets. Go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, as a, uh, of course, Preston is out uh, today and tomorrow, and um, and we have a whole bunch of stuff going on uh, that would include Brian Prop stopping by later on. He's talking about a, a, a charity thing that's coming up. We have John Brasher. It's opening day today. A lot of information about what's going on with the Phillies and some ticket availability, which might be coming your way. Lisa Traeger, who's performing at Punchline, uh, she'll be in. She's great. She's uh, later on in the show. Uh, and so we're going to do a little bit of content, as we said before. I kind of laid out the uh, the proposal. We could run best of bits. We always kind of do a hybrid if one of us is gone. But the idea was, do you want quality Best of bits or fair to middling live bits? And you opted for this latter choice. <laughs> did they opt or did it? <laughs> Nick, did, Nick, yeah. Nick was keeping yeah. an eye on it. <laughs> yeah. and, and so the people we, have spoken. They All have right. spoken, much to our chagrin. But yes, no. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is do, uh, Preston always does the entertainment break. And as you pointed out yesterday, uh, Casey, no one can do it. I mean, this guy is around the clock, on the phones, calling TMZ, yeah. Perez Hilton. This is what he does. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we have a few to talk about. And one of the things is tonight, I was very interested to see this. Diane Sawyer is having that sit down with Jeremy Renner. And yeah. now earlier this week, we saw Jeremy Renner in one of those um, low gravity treadmill devices. Yeah. If you told me from what we heard when we originally heard about his injury, the snowplow accident, crushing him. Yeah. And what we saw there, I would not have believed it for anything. Mm-mm. Yet here he is. And so they uh, they they have issued some uh, some teaser video and audio and he looks phenomenal. So I thought it might be worth playing back some of that audio and kind of tease uh, yeah. the event. Yeah, cuz when this happened, uh you know, I, I you just like I I, I want to know what happened. Like yeah. I, I need to I want to know it, all the details. It never became Mm-mm. clear. And listen, and, and not that it's the onus is on them to explain to us everything that's no. going on. But it seemed when you heard a multi-ton snowplow like a veil 
uh, you know, like a ski resort snowplow yeah. has run over someone. First off, you're saying, okay, you know, you're going to make funeral arrangements, I assume. Then we hear he's alive. And then within days, we're seeing him on Instagram. Yeah. It's just astonishing. It, yeah. is, is, it is a miracle on multiple levels. So um, let's run through some of the clips. Diane Sawyer, of course, the, her main mission is to get people to cry. But mm-hmm. uh, she, <laughs> she asks uh, Jeremy Renner about the actual point of the accident and what his perceptions and memories were as it was going on. Do you remember the pain? Oh, all of it. Yeah, I was awake through every moment. I just perfectly see him in a pool of blood coming from his head. When I ran up to him, you know, I didn't think he was alive. I'd do it again. You'd do it again? Yeah, I'd do it again. Because it was going right at my nephew. So the second voice you heard was the nephew. Right. All right. So apparently, and I did not realize this, is that the the, uh, snowplow was off and running by itself, heading towards his nephew. And that's what prompted Jeremy Renner to try to jump out or jump in. That's what I still don't know. Yeah. And that's when he got pulled under the snow. So pile. that's why he's saying would you ever would you do it again? He's saying, "Yeah, I'm trying to save, save my nephew." So so did okay, so we're going to find out more. So, did he actually he did save his nephew? Yes, yeah, absolutely. The nephew is is there. So um just to put in perspective by the way, let's go to the cut where uh they uh, uh Diane Sawyer lists the injuries that Jeremy Renner had. Eight ribs broken in 14 places. Right knee, right ankle broken, left leg tibia broken, the left ankle broken, right clavicle broken, right shoulder broken, face eye socket, the jaw, the mandible broken, lung collapsed, Mm -hmm. pierced from the rib bone, your liver, Mm -hmm. which sounds terrifying. Yeah. And then you're like, what's my body look like? Am I just going to be like a spine and a a brain, like a science experiment? So my wife just fractured um, her rib a a couple of days ago. Uh, It it is so precarious when you have anything Mm rib-related, right? So it's just like a a fracture. And um, it's, it's... she has to really baby it. I mean, she's trying to fight so, the inclination. It's very painful, right? It's, it's very painful. So, and that was just that. He's got multiple, multiple. ribs broken and all of that stuff going on. Oh. And he's doing as as well as he is. Uh, and now, uh, Casey, play the We have the 911 call from the nephew. You can hear Jeremy Renner in the background. And you can hear the nephew trying to uh, calm Renner as he's trying to talk to the 911 responder. Someone's been run over by a snowcat. Hurry. He's been crushed. There's a lot of blood over here. He is in rough shape. Oh, oh, oh. Keep breathing, man. Keep fighting. Hang in there, brother. Oh, wow. Oh, this is the sound of someone oh, that's awesome. that was dying. Oh, that is terrible. Dying. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever we played that clip um, when they were at the? Uh, he was he made it to somebody's house, correct? No, no, he didn't move. He didn't move. No. Yeah, he, he called move. an Uber. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. There was somebody. This other guy was chiming in. And you could hear all of that groaning and moaning in the background. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. apparently the nephew making the call. Okay. Yeah. So and then there was a neighbor. So he, it's, I guess it's routine for him uh, in. Um, uh, Where is it again? It's um, his home. God Almighty. Oh, Lake Tahoe. Tahoe, of course. Yeah. And of course, they've been getting you know slammed with snow. So he was you know doing what he normally does. And then there was this incident that involved his nephew, where he. Uh, had to, you know, jump in and try to save his nephew, and and obviously he got injured. Yeah. But a nine one one call where uh, he, I, that guy was pretty calm. Yeah. Have you ever had to make a nine one one call? I have. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, uh, I was trying to like, I know that I have because I was, I remember being on the phone with the nine one one people, and uh, I, I was okay. I need to remain calm. 
Because uh, you to I do. need to give them the information. Right. And, oh, yeah, yeah there's a, a couple of different times. There was one time I was driving down City Line Avenue, and there was a dude laying in the middle of the road, right? <laughs> so... Uh, and I'm on my way into work, and I'm like, okay, let me. Uh, I have to turn around and make sure that this guy's okay, right? Because right. he's laying in the middle of the road. By the time I turned around and came back around, now he's standing up. This dude was out of his mind on drugs. Okay, he started pointing his finger at me like a gun nice. and telling me to get out of the car. You know, and I was wow. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a different 911 call. Okay. It was, you know, at first it was, I thought it was a 911 call that I was, that a guy was injured. Then right. it was like, no, there's a, there's a guy who's a little bit out of his mind right. at this point. In yeah. a panicked injury case, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I've done, hey, there was an accident. Everyone's fine. I don't know how I would respond Mm-mm. if that, in that situation, because they tell you to remain calm. Yeah. And the people who do, who are 911 uh, operators, are told uh, are instructed in ways to calm people down. I don't. I'd be freaking the hell out. Yeah, I wonder if. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, there. I wonder what kind of training a nine one one operator has to go through in order to become a nine one one operator. Do, do you want to? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get our answer and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we probably have to do yeah. this first. Uh, let's go to. Uh, we're going to go to Tom. I think on line five because uh, he's got. I, I believe the answer for the stupid question, which is uh, what car manufacturer's logo is uh, known as the bow tie. Tom, are you there? Yeah, good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Oh, it's okay. It's Let's quite all right. see if we can set you up with a prize. Do you have the answer? Yes, uh, Chevy. Chevy? You have won yourself a pair of tickets for the Metallica 72 Seasons Worldwide Listening Party. And that is coming to theaters nationwide for one night only, Thursday, April 13th. Be the first to hear the new Metallica album in its entirety the day before release. And that is going to be played on the big screen with fully uh, full surround and featuring introductions from the band for every single song. And for tickets and a list of participating theaters, you can visit Metallica.film. Uh, congratulations, Tom. We're going to get you, put you on hold and get your information. But, uh, yeah, I want to know what kind of training uh, an operator has to go through. It's, 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 I assume it's elaborate because you're, you're having to assess the, the situation. The information that's being relayed to you is of critical importance. You heard that nephew in that clip we just played. Mm-hmm. As, well, seeing his uncle under a freaking snowplow yeah. and being what I consider to be relatively calm. Yeah, and how old was the nephew? Uh, he seems to be in his early 20s, okay, late so, teens. So he's a little yeah. bit more, uh, more mature. He's not like a, a little kid. Because I just keep thinking of my, my buddy um, Bill who... Uh, you know, he was working construction, and he he had his foot crushed and run over by a backhoe. Did he make his own nine one one call? No, uh, um, no. But dude, the guy driving it. <laughs> right. Oh, that's awesome. uh, by the way, in Pennsylvania, you need one hundred and four hours of classroom and hands on training, which includes mandated EMD and CPR certifications. Yeah, uh, and there's a bunch of different training topics that you have to cover, and uh, you have to have a deg- uh, some sort of degree as well. I, I believe. That's- I mean, that's the, that's the between the point of accident and response. Mm-hmm. That's the critical component. Yeah. So it's uh, so you were saying about your um- yeah. So it, what sucked is the guy that was driving the backhoe. It was literally he was retiring. It was right. his last day on the job, and so they were, they were um, moving some some sort of big metal plate. They made it a prank. I know <laughs> a big metal plate, and it was like through like a really like narrow entrance so uh my buddy bill was in a in a position that he wouldn't normally be in uh next thing you know his foot is being run over by this huge piece of machinery and he screams at the top of his lungs like ah in in agony and the guy so the guy stops and when he stopped he stops on his foot (laughs) and then when he realizes what had happened 
Uh, he's like, oh, crap, I need to get off of his foot. And then he ended up spinning the tire on his foot. So who called 911? Uh, so it, was, uh, it wasn't it was my okay, buddy yeah, Bill. Yeah, yeah. It was one of his co So I think there were only like, like three or four people on the job. So one so of those guys had to. Think about that. That's a yeah. panic situation. You, mm-hmm. You've only made the matter t- ten times worse. Uh, I had a situation. Well, actually, I did. I, uh, I saw an accident. Car slid, rolled up on its side. This is back in Long Island. And um, and then fell down, kind of went up on two wheels and then fell back down as it was spinning out. So I'm I'm going I'm on the phone. I call 911 and a a woman jumps out of the car and like like bear hugs me like I don't know what she thought I did if I used telekinesis to write the car or whatever. Right. But she was wrapped around me as I'm trying to talk to 911 because I didn't know if she was injured or not. But at that point, I assumed she was good enough to st- almost strangle hug me to death. Right. But in those situations where you try to remotely control a situation and get information, yeah. I mean, you know, that's it's it's got to be really uh, really tough. Yeah. So we do have uh, uh, Ashley on line three who uh, who called 911 for uh, for a coworker. If you want to talk, yeah, to sure, her. Ashley. Ashley, uh, how you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Oh, wait, oh, I hope you have a good connection, Ashley. Uh, you called 911 for a coworker who passed out. Tell us what happened. He, so I was actually sitting in our break room when he, when my coworker lost consciousness for the first time, and one of our managers ran in saying he needed help because he couldn't get him up off the ground. So I grabbed my phone. First thing I did was call 911, and... It wasn't so much the scary part of calling 911. It was the phone call afterwards, calling my coworker's wife to let her know what happened. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I can certainly see that. Did you keep a cool head while you did it? Because obviously, I remember- oh, I did. Oh, well, good for you, because I remember going all the way back to elementary school. They mm-hmm. told you about making 911 calls, and we ran actually through, you know, a, a, trying to uh, a mock situation. Yeah. Mock, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh,. Uh, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> when calling nine one one, it's if you stay calm in the situation, I feel like then you're getting all the information that you need to give them. So that way, when Elins or whatever you know authority personnel comes, then they have everything that they need. Because if they're coming and don't know any of the information, then it makes it more. Yeah, obviously that's the the the, uh, the desired result is that you're imparting that information, keeping a cool head, and then hopefully helping the person who's injured. Well, thanks, Ashley. I appreciate yeah. the call. Let's go to Wayne on line one, Case. Yeah, and I want to, because Wayne is a 911 operator and has been one for almost 20 years, and I have a couple of questions I want to ask him. Wayne, how you doing? Good morning, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. Hey, Wayne, uh, not a problem at all. So uh, that's a, a long time to be a 911 operator. So what is the standard thing that you would tell anyone who's placing a 911 call in a crisis situation or in a very tenuous situation? Uh, there's, there's really not much that we can tell somebody. It, it's more about how someone handles stress. Um, but what we're trained to do is a tactic that they call repetitive persistence. Right. We basically will ask you the same question, and we try to keep our voices at a calm level so that we're not rising up to meet your anxiety or um, the way that you're excited, so that eventually our voice is going to break through that, and you might have a moment where you're calm enough to answer the question and get the information that we need. So we have a script that we'll follow, uh, questions that we have to ask. You know, where you're at is obviously one of the most important things, because if we don't know where to send help, we can't get it to you. Right. Um, so so let me ask let me ask you quickly, in in a situation where you're in a, a nine one one call center and I assume you're surrounded by other people taking calls as well, 
are there sort of supervisors like pit bosses going around to sort of provide, um, you know, assistance if you need it? So uh, I work for uh, Burleson County, which is just over the river in New Jersey. Um, uh, our shifts consist of two supervisors uh, who have a uh, seat just in the center of our comm center, and they'll oversee basically the entire operation for the day. Um, and then beyond that, we have uh, senior operators that are stationed throughout each division. So we have call taking, um, the firing, the EMS dispatch side, and the police side all in the one building. Right. So each also has a, a senior operator that'll sit there so that if there is something that comes up that the supervisors can't get to, uh, the seniors are there to assist you as well. And then most of the operators are pretty seasoned as well so that they can handle something if it comes up. Right. Uh, so there's, 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 there's a good, there's a good um, um, uh, infrastructure in place to, to handle all this. So when the calls come in, is am I correct in assuming when a call comes in, now there is uh, the technology will automatically or should bring up the address of the person calling? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, so if you call from a landline, uh, most landlines are directly uh, connected to our Annie and Alley system, which basically tells us exactly what house you're at. And what is the, what about with the cell? So as you call with the cell, how do, how do they, how does that work? So most cell phone technology now is on what we call a wireless phase. Um, if you're using a newer phone, uh, like the iPhones, uh, you, you usually have what's called a phase two, which gives us, you know, up to 100 feet your latitude and longitude. Um, and then we have technology now that's coming out that's called Rapid SOS, um, which will actually give us within to probably, you know, five to ten feet as well wow. as your stick. Wow. That's cool. Hey, Wayne, I, I want to ask you a question because I've, um, on a couple of different occasions, have accidentally called 911 because they have a feature on your iPhone. It, it sucks. I panic yeah. like crazy yeah. when it starts to kick in. So if you hold, like, a, the side buttons down for I don't know how long, you, you end up getting, a, like, a, an alert, and, and yeah. then and then you call 911. So the one time I actually um, was on, I was riding my bike, and um, and my phone went off, and then so I had to stop and then talk to the person and let them know that it, I wasn't, I didn't mean to call 911. But like, um, they, it, like, I had always heard, like, on a landline, if you dial 911, they're coming no matter what. You can tell them that it was a false call, but they need to show up regardless. But I was on my, on my cell phone on a bike. What do you do in that situation? So if we can actually talk to you um, and we can verify where you're at, you know, we will ask people, hey, you know, can you stay where you're at just so we can verify? Um, it, it's a law uh, with the state of New Jersey, at least, when if someone calls 911 and we have an address or a good location, we still have to send the police officers out just to verify. Mm, okay. If you're not there anymore, you're not there. You know, there's nothing we can do. We can't force people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, how many times have you done that, though, and, and like, something was actually wrong? Like, that, you know, maybe they, I don't know. They, they begged off the call, but there was yeah, still something wrong. but there was still something. Yeah, uh, it happens. Um, there are people that will call and then hang up because they're in a domestic situation and they're scared. Um, and because we have a good address, yeah, we still send somebody out there. You know, that's, you see that you actually see that where someone will, um, yeah, they're 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 being held captive or they're in a state of duress and they're they're with someone who's an attacker or someone who's holding them hostage. And and um, they will surreptitiously call nine one one, not have to get on the phone, and that alerts you guys. I guess why that's yeah. It, why it's in place, correct? Yep. Yeah, that's always it's a it's a fail safe basically for for people. But I mean, we're we're getting to the point now where you can text nine one one. True. So we can. Yeah. Yep. All right. Are there like code words? Like if I were to call nine one one and and trying to do it on the on the sly, are there code words that people use to let you know what sort of situation they're in? 
no, we don't actually train for any of that. I mean, right. I've seen if you call it a, an order a, a weird pizza, and <laughs> I'm ha- yeah. I would like to order a pizza with an assault topping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but wouldn't that, that would and ra- add a little domestic abuse on that if you wouldn't mind? <laughs> but wouldn't that raise some red flags where you're like, okay, is something going on here? Well, uh, again, we're, we're still if, if we can get where you're at, we'll still send the police. We always you know, at, at the bottom you know line of what we do, we're going to send the police no matter what if we can verify where you're at. Wow. And also, is, I didn't know really you wild. can text 911. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, I right. just found wait, that wait, out. Wait, wait, Hold on. Stay on the line. This uh, is crazy. Yeah, we have uh, Jen is on line four, and uh, you Do you apparently... want to conference them or yeah, no? Well, yeah. Wait, hold a second. Um, yeah, Jen, are you there? Wait, hang on. Uh, I got to hit it. Uh, yeah, right there. Jen, how are you? Good morning. Hi, good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks. So is this uh, right? You, you called 911, and Wayne was your operator. Yeah, so my parents live in Gloucester County, and a couple weeks ago, I get a phone call from my mom. Hey, your dad fell in the bathroom. I'm sorry, I'm getting really emotional right now. Wayne Wayne kept me so calm on the phone that I was able to talk to him and give him all the information. So, Wayne, I just want to thank you so much. Wayne, are you there? My my dad's okay. Let's make sure, Wayne, can you hear? I can hear. Okay, yeah, Wayne, this is... what we do it for. And you know, that's that's what... That, that we don't actually get a lot of times is the closure or the, you know, to know how the call ended because it's hang up and go right to the next one. Oh, that's also, Jen, so, and that's what we hope. We hope we get someone like Wayne, and for the most part, that's the way people are, but while that's going on, you're freaking out, and he was able to keep you calm. Oh, absolutely, and it's funny. I'm getting ready for work, and I'm listening. I'm like, I know that voice from somewhere oh. when he said he's at Gloucester County. <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. Like, son of a gun. It's well, Wayne. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, well wow. yeah, that's very cool So yeah, that you're able to say thank you to Wayne. How, how is your dad doing? Um, he fell, hit his head in the bathroom. He's got some some medical issues, but we got him over to Cooper. Thanks, thanks to Wayne. Yeah, thanks to Wayne being such an, a like this <laughs> consummate professional, keeping me calm. It was just so good. And if Wayne's still on the phone, I know. Um, he so can hear my you. father, my father's a police officer, retired police officer, <sighs> and we're very big in, into the police. And I just want to just send my condolences. They recently had a loss over at the dispatcher. Yeah. With, um, yeah, so definitely want to send our um, our condolences your way to the entire um, dispatch family over in Gloucester County. Wow, well that's got to be cool, Wayne, because yeah. you said you don't you don't get the follow up usually, and here you are. Uh, you made a tremendous difference to Jen and her family, mm-hmm. so that that has to be great. That is, I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely, wow. and Jen, Jen, we're glad to hear your dad's doing well. So uh, that's pretty that's wild. Pretty wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I know. Thanks, guys, for calling. Oh my appreciate gosh. it. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So there we go. But you know when you when you are when you are panicking, whether you've had like I, you know, anytime a nurse or a, a a police officer, a firefighter, someone steps in a nine one one caller, and in your worst moment can help you, you you're like, help me, help yeah. me, and someone does, it makes all the difference in the world. Who called nine one one when you passed out, uh, Stephen? When you passed out, Nick? Do we know who that called? You did. No, I didn't. I I, don't know. I, I was the I, you, I was the first responder. You gave me mouth to mouth and a rectal exam. <laughs> yes, and then Kathy I went to you. see if she yeah. had any appearances. Mm-hmm. That uh, night. What I, I'll tell you what I did do though. Afterwards, when it calmed down, I was like, no one called Claire. I called Claire and I oh, let her know. Thank you. That you know, and I was like, he's okay, but here's the situation. Actually, she, I think when I passed out um that intern joe called the ambulance because it, it was back in the old studio right. mm-hmm. and uh and i fell onto the floor and um casey i think you yelled 
somebody called 911 and one of our interns, and I believe it was Joe at the time, uh, ended up doing that. I, and Steve, did you get an ambulance ride over? Yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah okay. And it was so cool. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't think I've ever ridden in an ambulance. It was my first time. And uh, that, that, was, that was wild. It is... Uh, like we got on this topic because the the Jeremy Renner uh, interview with uh, Diane Sawyer's on tonight, and and they actually play a lot of the nine one one call. His nephew was the one who placed it and was incredibly uh, calm and cogent, and was able to relay the information while still trying to calm Jeremy Renner, who had a snowplow sitting on his chest. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, in these cases, these people help uh, help tremendously. Uh, Kathy, yeah, I, no, I don't know. I can't remember who called. 911 for you, but yours was very like dramatic when you fell. I remember Nick's. Nick's just kind of like slumped and like slowly fell out of the chair. I remember yeah, thinking, like, oh. what is he doing? Yeah, yeah. he kind of just like, like kind of like oh, uh, Nick's, doing, Nick's doing his yeah. yoga. Yeah, <laughs> Steve <laughs> fell like a redwood, and Nick kind of like crumbled <laughs> like like a, like a balloon that went out of air. Like, that's yeah. the difference. <laughs> the difference is I stand and Nick, you were sitting. Yeah, and, and I was getting out of the chair, and right. Preston thought it was a joke. Preston started <laughs> like, laughing. Yeah, yeah, and then I was uh, passed out on the floor. Which, that was a good time. And and once you called Claire, my wife, um, she immediately uh, checked our life insurance oh, uh, and started perusing Amazon. So, listen, Jay on line six, he was a waiter and he accidentally called 911 and I guess was using like certain language. Uh, let's let's, let's just, get the yeah, story from here. Jay, are you there? Yeah, man. What's up, guys? Oh, what happened, bro? Because you're, you, so, you're, you're going to describe the fear that every one of us has whenever we accidentally start to set the 911 call off on our iPhones. Go ahead. Let me, let, let me tell you, it was terrifying. So I was a cook at a restaurant, and my phone was in my pocket, and I'm yelling. I called 911 somehow, and I'm yelling back to my chef, like, don't fire, don't fire. Because in kitchen lingo, fire means either start the dish oh or, my God. you know, so I'm like, no, don't fire, don't fire. And like, no. like, like, don't shoot. No. Yeah, yeah. Don't oh fire. <laughs> On a 911 call. Oh, my God. So what happened, Jay? So all of a sudden, like five, <laughs> six minutes later, there's banging on the back door. Two cops are coming through the front. And this is a, a, a stocked restaurant on a Saturday night. Oh yeah. Yeah. So two cops come in the front. Four <laughs> cops come running through the back of the kitchen. Everyone's like, oh, my God, who didn't pay their tickets? And so like, we're all, we, we don't know what's going on. I mean, guns are drawn and everything. It was crazy. Uh, well, and then they, they called me out and they were like, you know, you called nine one one. I pulled my phone out. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." I didn't <laughs> what, what you ha- what you accidentally did is you swatted your own business, yeah. basically. Oh because, as you know, Jay, in those situations, someone could get shot. Someone, could, yeah, you know. Oh yeah. What if, what if the chef at that moment happened to be raising a butcher knife to cut a piece of meat? You know, you don't know. You have no uh, that, oh my god. That's, well, that, that's a great story. I'm glad it, it all worked out. <laughs> I wonder how legally. What what are you? If it's an accident, you can prove it. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I assume there's going to be some latitude, but I uh, that's got to be that's that's like calling a that's basically a, a false nine one one call that is very illegal. Obviously, yeah, I mean if you're doing a false one on purpose, yeah, yeah. that's super illegal. But, but like accidentally, well, so I, when I was a lifeguard, you know, when you opened the pool, the 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 pool house had a, an alarm system on it. And if you didn't turn it off properly, the cops showed up. Okay, and so if you made the mistake one time. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, right. But yeah, I remember yeah. if you made it more than once, you ended up having to pay, like, you had to pay did a they, fine. Or did they just tell you that so you didn't? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I, know. I only made a mistake one time. <laughs> well, 
we should try an experiment one time and, yeah. and see at what point we have to pay for fines. that. Yeah, no, you don't want to screw with that because as you hear, this is this is obviously a critical life and death moment for yeah. people and and nine one one calls. That might be the alarm system too. Like I know the alarm on my house. If that happens, you do. If it if it continually happens, you do eventually get charged. Well, something. yeah, and after a while, it's like the the boy cried wolf. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, dude, and and so like your smoke alarms now, like mine, uh, it, it talks. Like you have like a little beep, and then you have ones and like there's smoke in the in the second floor, and you're like there is. You know, like who's yes, saying this, yes, Casey? There is smoke. Uh, and, but it freaks you out, and so but because. All of our smoke alarms are are connected. If something is going on on the second floor, my mom hears something in the basement, right, right. and she starts freaking out, like what's going on around here. Uh, but like, all, but that is just for the house. Our, ours is not connected to like a uh, like a brink system or anything like that. Let, let's uh, case one more. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to uh, and, and thanks for everyone who has called. We're just going to have time for one more. Let's go to Justin on line five, Justin. Uh, good morning. You're a nine one one dispatcher in Delco. You there, Justin? Oh, jeez. Fifteen I, years I, in uh, October. Okay, uh, fifteen years in October. So, uh, give us some advice. And obviously, it's, it's hard to tell in each situation uh, how people will respond. But what's the one thing you need to keep in mind if you are calling nine one one for a very um, uh, critical situation? Know your location. It is the most important thing. If we, if you don't know where you are, we cannot send you help. I, I can't tell you how many calls we've gotten where people call and they're like, "We don't know where we are." <sighs> that's that's so a great bit of advice. Yeah. yeah. So, so the first thing to do before you even dial nine one one. The most important thing for anybody is to know where you are when you call nine one one, where the location of the emergency is. We're starting to get all these. Tools and technologies coming in. The one guy was talking about Rapid SOS, uh, which basically gives us, you know, a general, basically down to like a house location. We also have uh, Prepared Live, where we can actually live stream with a caller. Wow. Um, and we've used that a couple times in high, uh, John Hines Park, where pikers have gotten lost. And it's a sprawling park, yeah. Yeah, and at nighttime, they, you know, so we'll we'll be able to, we've been able to use that the prepared live and have the police meet them and walk them out. Um, Let me ask you, Justin, have you have you had uh, a, 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 an experience with because the iPhones now can detect a um, the newest ones can detect um, a collision, I believe, or or yes. uh, have you had a, a, a an opportunity where you handle one of those um, check ins or calls? Yeah, so it's more like. An alarm company will call in for oh, that. okay. Like somebody's monitoring, and they'll say, you know, hey, we're getting a fall detection at this area. Uh, you know, we haven't made contact with a patient yet, but can you know, can you send somebody out? We'll, we'll generally send somebody out just to check, just to make sure. Nine times out of ten, it's just it's a false alarm. What we're seeing a lot now is these medical. Uh, GPS pendants um, when they're being mailed back or if, if a person dies and they're being mailed back to the alarm company, the medical alarm company, right. they're being activated and so like in the post office, we're sending you know, animals <laughs> in the middle of the night to the post office to check to make sure that there's not a fall victim or something like that there and then we have to verify that yeah, this person you know, no longer has this device. So there's your GPS medallions for like people who are elderly who mm-hmm. fall down and yeah, so when they get sent I, back yeah. they get activated at the post office or the yeah. uh, sorting center and so you're responding there to the, all these things. Does that it happen right. fairly regularly? 
Yes, all the time. Uh, yeah. right. Well, hopefully they can fix that. Appreciate the call, Justin. Uh, that was wild. And then, listen, we, we got a, a meet-cute in the 911 world between Wayne and uh, and Jen. That was pretty wild. That was pretty wild. What was cooler, that or when uh, the one lady won uh, those tickets to Bruce and her husband was uh, the next call on the line? If you want to tug at the heartstrings, <laughs> I, th- I think the 911 yeah, uh, hookup was cool. So uh, thanks for your calls today. Uh, again, the Jeremy Renner. A Diane Sawyer conversation is on tonight uh, uh, on ABC. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, it, I mean it's it's a like a long, extensive one, right? So probably yes. like at least an hour long or whatever. I'm going to assume. Yeah, actually, oh, wow. Steve, I, I just saw that it's not on tonight. That it's oh. on next Thursday. Oh, they were sick. Yeah, the, um, maybe I, I'm not quite oh, sure yeah, we got right. your information, but uh, the Diane Sawyer interview, a story of terror, survival, and triumph. Where at 10 p.m. will air at 10 p.m. on Thursday, April 6th. Oh, wow, on ABC and uh, then stream the next day on Hulu. Well, thanks. I appreciate that, Nick, because yeah. I, I, on one of the sites it, it, it was indicating tonight. So we uh, we stand corrected. So you have a lot of time now yeah. to do a big party, <laughs> like a Super Bowl. Jeremy Renner uh, watch party. Watch yeah. party. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, take a break. We have a whole bunch of things going on today, as we said before. Brian Pop Prop coming in. We have John Brazier. It's opening day, uh, and uh, Lisa Traeger, who's hilarious. She's performing at Punchline. Uh, all that, and we'll be back in uh, right after this. Hey, everyone, it's Kathy Romano. Spring is here. Now let's get that ponytail ready for the chopping block for Kathy's Cuts. We're supporting Wigs for Kids and helping children look themselves and live their lives. Donate your hair to Wigs for Kids on Monday, May 1st. Go to PrestonandSteve.com. Make sure you meet the new minimum requirement of 14 inches of hair. Then make an appointment to join us on May 1st. You'll receive a new short hairstyle by the amazing stylists at Gravity Hair Salon in Ambler and Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Donors will also get refreshments from Dunkin', a Kathy's Cuts t-shirt, and a gift bag from True Beauty Concepts. Don't wait. Go to PrestonandSteve.com to sign up. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Earlier in the news, you talked about, and it's all over the place, just a weird happenstance. Obviously, uh, you know, it's, uh, any accident is bad, but this one, um, you know, everyone seems to be doing all right. We're talking about uh, police commissioner Daniel Outlaw was involved in a car crash. And it was, I guess it was an Uber driver, Kathy? Yeah, What's it was the Uber, story? It was an Uber driver. Right. Uh, ran a red light and oh. hit the police commissioner of Philadelphia. So if you think about, you know, obviously, there's a lot of traffic. And, and listen, police yeah. cars and things are around and patrolling all the time. You go through an intersection. You're, you're clearly in the wrong. You don't just. It's not like a police, uh, an off-duty cop. It's not you know a patrol car. Yeah. You hit the police commissioner. And uh, how bad was it, by the way? I mean, was it uh, were they going at a decent clip? I mean, if you see the the pictures, I mean, the cars look like they're you know pretty wrecked, and mm. uh, they're saying that that all four people were injured. They're. Mm. Uh, I, th- I think they said in s- non-life-threatening injuries. Good, so, good. Uh, you know, there were injuries, but they're going to be okay. But I think it was it was decent enough. It was at uh, 15th and Race, uh, and it was a 42-year-old Uber driver that red, uh, ran a red light. I remember it's one of those times where it's, it's almost like the you know Christmas story, the scene where you know he's frozen to the pole, and then the uh-huh. police show up, and then the fire department's like every worse. It keeps getting worse and worse. A friend of mine one time, this is years ago. He's, he's having a great day. He's telling me he's having a great day. Uh, he goes out to a party. I think it was like at a Target, Kathy. And he uh, uh, he gets in the car and he's like, you know, sort of cocky behind the wheel. Backs the car back pretty with a great deal of velocity. Oh, no. Unaware that parked perpendicular behind him 
a decent distance is a, is a cop car. And he goes right into the side of the oh cop car. Like, it couldn't, it wasn't a light pole. It wasn't, you know, it just collides. And it's like, oh. So it's not just an accident. It's an accident with a police car. And so your world just got that much worse. I mean, are the are the penalties Heftier? I don't think so. But, I mean, if you're going to rub salt in the proverbial wound. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, the, the timing. What I love is in the converse situation. We were talking about this. When you have some jackass riding your ass, um, say, like on the Blue Route or whatever, and you're in a line of cars. And this person doesn't realize. This happened with me. Didn't realize that two or three cars up uh-huh. was a police car. And beelined out on the, uh, you know, on the uh, the side, you know, the, the shoulder. Yep. Ran past and boom, those lights go on. I saw that happen on the way back from Montage uh, after Cardboard Classic. I was driving back down the Northeast Extension. Some guy, Steve, weaving in and out of traffic, driving enormously aggressively. And uh, and, and he whizzed past me and I was like, all right, fine. He's, he's going to be that guy. And then... Ten minutes later, pulled over on the side of the road. and, and Why is it so joyous? It's just wonderful. Because he deserves it. He yes. was the one driving like an a-hole. And I, I didn't take it personally that day. Because, you know, there are those moments where you're dealing with road rage. Or you like you get angry at the dude irrationally. But I was fine in that moment. And then and then I was even more fine when I saw the guy. <laughs> Do you slow oh, down? Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Do you, you go out in selfies and everything? point and laugh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you want to be there for the celebration. Which oh is a, very petty and uh, shallow of me. But I don't care. I wonder if I wonder if um well listen so you say you're a police officer and and that and you see that happening they have to laugh if you have to, <laughs> you right? to. how you could you not how could yeah. you not you're human oh, yeah. right yeah i yeah. mean it's 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 the greatest joy in the world when, well, they, when they, because a lot of times listen uh, you know they it's it's not like if the lights aren't on, it's the same profile as another vehicle, you're not going to see it. Yeah. And that works to the advantage of the non-aggressive driver having to deal with the aggressive driver yeah. who won't see that and get clipped. You're gonna say, well, no, no, but like now with like ways, if you have your ways on, you there's a lot of times an indication if, if there are police. Really? Yeah, right? yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I know, I see, I don't use ways a lot. So, so it's funny because I've been using it more even when I know where I'm going. Right. Uh, just because of traffic and stuff like that. And there's so much construction out there right now. And like, so if I'm going home from work, I know how to get home. Right. right, right. But Waze is going to tell me, no, you might want to go this way because there's construction. But regardless, when you have Waze on, there's indicators that uh, that there's police ahead. And so if there's somebody riding your ass who clearly is not <laughs> using Waze, that's even better. Because you can almost like bait them. You know? <laughs> have you? No. Right. No. But yeah, it's in no. Are you a cop? It's like a hooker. Right? You got to tell me if you're a cop. I wonder if because of Waze and other apps like that and, and simply the ability to text and communicate from vehicle to vehicle. That's why I haven't seen a, a you know, one of those um, checkpoints mm. in the longest time. I, I haven't. I used to like see a DUI checkpoint. Like a DUI checkpoint. What time of day do they usually have? Because I've only gone through, I think, maybe two in my life. Has, has, has technology sort of made that? I don't know. I saw one not that long ago. Did you? Yeah, and it was down here uh, on the Belmont uh, entrance to 76. Right. And um, I, I, I was here late one night for some reason. I don't remember why. They're primarily later on, are they not? I yeah. Mean- and and so, um, I Steve, it was, uh, I left here in the evening. I forget why I was here late, but regardless, it was like um, 8 or 9 o'clock. Right. I'm getting on Belmont, and it was one of those moments where, like, I hadn't had a sip of alcohol 
And you, you, get nervous? Nervous? you get nervous. Yeah. You're Nick, driving through. I, You're like, I I have, I'm, I'm in so much trouble. I had, I had a, a drink uh, four nights ago. <laughs> I've, you know me. I've never been drunk <laughs> yeah. in my life. And I get nervous. I'm like... Did I drink? <laughs> yeah. Did I have Did rum cake? Something? Did yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I had NyQuil recently? NyQuil? Yeah. Does Tylenol show up? I <laughs> turned around once, and because but oh, it had nothing. No. To, well, it had nothing to do with drinking. I didn't want to wait. Yeah. It, it was, and I was like, I'm not waiting here. Like I'm going around, and I was like, wait. Oh no, they're gonna chase after me. Like, That's, I would gonna know. <laughs> Where are you going? Yeah. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Years ago, we were driving. Uh, this is in my old neighborhood. And my friend was driving my car because he wasn't drinking and we all were. And for some reason, and, and I was just talking about this with my sure. brother. We have no idea why he did this. But he was turning down the street and there were cops and he like bugged out and took off. And next thing you know, the cops are after us. And they pull us over, and and what had happened was... <laughs> You're sober, dude. Uh, well, the, there were a bunch of cops in our neighborhood because there was somebody was doing something hinky. And, uh, yeah. and, and there were bad people. There were bad people in our neighborhood, so it just so happened that there were like three or four police patrol sure. cars in my neighborhood, and they all converged on us because they thought we were the ones that were doing something bad. But the sober dude was driving. But the sober so dude was, was driving. There was, there was no problem. No, but, but it, dude, we had every single car, a cop car around us, and and, and and they all got out, like, you know, guns on their hips. By the way, like, to that point, mm-hmm. and Kathy, your point, I think there's a way to sort of gingerly, you know, turn around and go, I've seen people in your same situation... <laughs> Like, they haul ass, and it's like, <laughs> if I'm a cop, I'm going to go, okay, I got to follow happening. this dude. Yeah. Some, something's wrong. Yeah, you're right, though, Steve. I haven't seen a DUI checkpoint in a long time, but they are currently doing, uh, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but like a, a aggressive driving initiative where yes. a yeah. lot of the townships it, it, are involved in. Preston's, Preston may have light at the end of the tunnel now because he constantly sees that, that aggressive idi- driver every morning. And idi- by the way, that guy doesn't care he knows he's he's yeah. aware yeah, yeah he's aware and he just doesn't care there's it's- a text that just came in kathy uh, in, in regards to what you were talking about that says by law by pennsylvania law dui checkpoints uh, have to be posted Announced, publicly yeah, yeah. Uh, 24 no one, hours in advance yeah. no one like i never like i don't know anyone who who sees that i assume it has to be posted online or in a paper or what yeah, is, and a yeah. lot, sometimes like the if it's over like a holiday weekend and stuff like that like the the news will report it right. and it will be out there but, yeah, yeah. But think of the think of the um so the the you know the, the classic the you know the uh, the patrol officer state trooper whatever sitting off to the side waiting to catch you know people speeding. There's so many apps now where that gets reported. I wonder if that if that, if that has fallen off as well, a tactic. You know what I'm saying? Maybe mm-hmm. there was um, some sort of like I, I guess they were doing uh, people running a stop sign close to my house, and so they kept pulling people over. This was just I think it was last weekend. Uh, they kept pulling people over, so it was happening right in front of my house. And so my neighbor <laughs> called, and she's like, "Is everything okay?" She's like, "The cops have been there for hours." I knew that Kathy was a drug dealer. <laughs> oh there my. Are cops are always at her house. Totally, and they. They towed one of the cars too. Like it was a oh, lot of oh, it, yeah. It was a lot of action in front of my house. We're getting some calls. <laughs> yeah. so I gotta go to this call case. Go to uh, line two, Jessica. Jessica, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. You you have a a similar situation. I do. <laughs> I was on my way to work one morning, and there was a tractor trailer that couldn't get his butt parked correctly, so there was a line of traffic. Um, I work in a small little county in Jersey, and in front of me, you know, we're just, you know, whatever. And I was paying attention to the car lights, and the car in front of me took his brakes off, and so I did, and I hit the gas pedal. Well, I rear-ended him. 
Come to find out he was the sheriff. <laughs> oh, man. But he wasn't in a sheriff's car. Or was he in a patrol? Was he in his work car? He was in his work car, yes. Uh, oh, but dude. It's, it's unmarked. Dude. It's unmarked. Yeah, yeah. We, we tend to well, forget that okay. there, there are a lot of unmarked police cars <laughs> yeah, as well. Okay. And mind you, the ultimate goal is to obviously keep the road safe. But when that happened and you realized mm-hmm. what happened, what ran through your brain? I had a complete and utter panic attack. Because <laughs> mind you, I work, at, I work with law enforcement. Okay. All right. So I know him. I mean, I used to work with him. Oh, did all right? So, did you guys have a good working relationship? Yeah, we we did. We still do. I okay. mean, we kind of still joke about it, but it's just <laughs> like you know, you know, I was the dumbass that rear-ended the sheriff. <laughs> well, there you go. That's so you can commiserate. Now, again, we're saying that uh, the police commissioner is is fine, and they're you know just minor injuries in this situation, but that there's. And it shouldn't be. Obviously, any accident that involves rear-ending another car shouldn't. It should all be equal. But there's just something extra about running into a, a cop car. I know a couple that were following each other somewhere, and she rear-ended her husband. So then they had two cars on insurance that they had to claim. That happens all the time. I got an accident here in the parking lot one time. Uh, I, I ran into Glenn Stagg from the sales department. Yeah. How did that happen? He was coming um, well, Let me ask you, were you walking out together? Uh, no, he oh. was pulling into the parking lot, oh, okay. and I was pulling out of the parking lot. But you know when you go towards uh, Belmont uh, from where the yeah, normal yeah, area yeah. where we park, he was coming around. And some uh, days our parking lot is jammed because yeah. of Philadelphia Insurance. And other days, I guess Philadelphia Insurance doesn't send in all their employees or whatever. This was a jam day. I was going out towards Belmont, made a right. Glenn was making a left. And it, we were both at fault. And then we get out of the cars and we look at each other and like, Glenn? Nick? <laughs> Nick? I, and I, like, hey, we both felt like such jackasses. Yeah, I know you. There was a time, I remember, Nick, you told a story. Uh, you know, in the morning, there's there are no, it's just us. Right. Mm-hmm. the cars. And wasn't there a time that the the parking lot was icy? I had just gotten my oh, brand, yeah. car, brand new yes. car. Yes. What happened again? And so I'm pulling in the lot, and uh, you know, 99 of the time, Steve, you, you're here before I am, and so I'll see your car, and I, I park either next to you or next right. to where Preston parks, and uh, and so I see your car, and it's like, oh, that's a, that's a nice car, and, and Steve had just gotten it. I think you were driving the um the 300 C. Yes. At the time. Yeah. 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 And and so I'm um, like I'm kind of admiring this, and all of this is happening within right. three seconds. Uh, and I'm kind of admiring in your car, and I, and I start pulling into my spot, and I hit the brakes, and nothing stops, and nothing slows down, and I'm inching closer and closer and closer to your car, and I was like, Steve is going to murder me. I'm right. going to ram into his car. I mean, but the, the, the ultimate absurdity is we; those were probably the only well, two cars in, the I know, I know. in a huge parking lot. And thankfully, I did yeah. not hit your car and got into the spot. Okay, but for that moment, there was a sincere panic. I think there's, you know, with anything like this, and it's why obviously they have the uh, the police officers in the in the cars around construction sites sometimes like kathy you're talking about people following each other husband and wife or whatever somehow i think in a way whether you get distracted or whatever i know it's it's an actual scientific fact or yeah. psychologically there's something that compels us but we think we're being extra cautious we actually get a little reckless do you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah 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 uh, all right so you know hitting a, a police officer is one thing but carry on line five i oh, don't no. know if i would ever want to do all that right. all right we gotta hear this uh carrie how are you what happened to you um so i was driving down the uh vine street expressway this was several years ago and the traffic was kind of bad 
and I wasn't paying attention, and I ended up hitting the back of the district attorney's oh car oh side of the car because I had a swerve to hit, not hit the people in front of me. Yeah. And I swerved, and she came off the ramp and smashed the side of my car. And we got out and we started, she started yelling and screaming, and I'm like, oh, my God, no, this is not happening. You're going to do time. You're going to be in, in prison. So once cooler. She, she was off. Duty, like she she was just leaving the. Okay. Before, but yes, I hit the district attorney several several years ago. So so far you're in the lead then. Yeah. <laughs> the stories, <laughs> district attorney. Uh, so when cooler heads prevailed, I assume everything you know, oh, exchange yeah, insurance just, and everything was good. I called, my, I called my dad. I was like, Dad, I just hit the district attorney's office. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a weird pecking order though to 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 the the um. The way a an accident rolls out and who would be responsible for that, you know, uh, um, I, I know those situations where you're swerving to get out of the way of someone else. And then uh, I think at each point in the accident, I, I think she would have been responsible, for, even though she was taking. Yeah. The car she hits, she'd be responsible for. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it, it, like, let's say there's a chain reaction and you get rear-ended. Right. And then you rear-end the car in front You're of you. You're responsible for that accident. You're correct. Correct. Even yeah, though- so when my wife was in outside sales, uh, she would, when she was driving in her company car. Right. And it annoyed me. But she would, it, like, if she was at a stoplight, she would have a full car length empty in front of her. Right. And, and, and that, she's actually doing what you're supposed to do. Supposed that to was do, yeah. that was the rule yeah. when you were driving a company car because they didn't want you to be liable. If you got hit and you hit the car in front of you, it's it's you're the one responsible. There, you, Kathy, you know Hicksville, Long Island, right? You yeah. Know, so there, there, I think it was on maybe 106, 107. There, there was a, um, a chain reaction of cars. I remember it made the news because mm-hmm. each collision was a separate... <laughs> Somebody hit on the back of like six or seven cars. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, and, and so they they basically broke it down. Who was responsible for what? And um, it, it's a it's a nightmare. You yeah, know? but the, the the person who hit the back was going at such a lot. Now, mind you, thankfully no one was killed. There were a couple of injuries, right? But enough to bum 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 push those cars forward. And you get into this hellacious nightmare situation. You want to talk to Jackie on line one? Yeah, let's go to Jackie. All right. So Jackie, you were sixteen years old when this happened. I was. So I got my license on a Thursday. I come home and I'm like, Mom, I'm going to go visit my friend Katie who lived in the city. I'm from Delco. And she goes, Jack, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm like, okay, you're right. I'm just going to go to the move. I get in my car and I go into the city. I'm driving down Elmwood Avenue in Southwest and I go through what I thought was a yellow light. Oh, no. But I guess uh, it wasn't. Oh, I guess. And I right, right into a patrol car. Oh, oh no. Although you're 16, oh, is is your first instinct to try to run for the border and <laughs> yeah. change yeah, your identity, live oh. on the lamb? I stayed there, <laughs> okay. but I was, like, insistent that it wasn't my fault. And the cop was like, you know, rightly so. He was like, you hit me. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But uh, so what, what, what? it was an accident involved with an officer, like, half of the precinct showed up. Oh, God. <laughs> So you're you're 16. So now, what happened to you? I mean, at that point, it it is it is just an accident. But when you're 16, right. I you, didn't. Go ahead. I didn't get charges or anything. They gave me like a phone number that I had to call the next day, and I just didn't want to go home because oh, my yeah. mom was going to freak out on me. 
So I walked in my house, and I just handed my mom my keys. And she was like, what's this? And then I handed her a piece of paper. I'm going to be walking from now. (laughs) I'm like, you're going to need to call this number tomorrow. (sighs) I hit a police officer. She was like, what? (laughs) Um, I think I ended up having to pay like $500 in damages, but she didn't put it through insurance or anything. All right. That's not not too bad. Uh, 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 (laughs) So uh, what was the status of, I mean, did it impact your ability to drive for a while? Or because at that age? Okay. Nope, I didn't get a ticket, nothing. Wow. No citation. They were just like, pay for the damages. God almighty. So I really I, I, got, <laughs> I oh was God. really lucky. Jackie, at that age, when I first, I, I was driving, you know, t- t- 10 and 2. Yeah. You know, like I was so nervous of everything. If I had a collided with a cop car, I, yeah. I, I just would, I would have tried to leave the country. Yeah, I, I didn't hit a car, but uh, I did sideswipe. I, I didn't hit a cop car, I, I, but I sideswiped. I was 16 years old. Right. I was an idiot. This is in front of Cardinal Harrow High School where there there are two lanes, but you know one lane goes straight and the other lane goes to the right. And I was in the left lane and I needed to go right. Now, I was dancing. Okay. I was in the car with in my the buddies. car dancing? Yeah, I was in the car dancing. Were you slow dancing? Uh, no, no. It was fast dancing, but I was being a goofball. I was 16 right. years old and I, I ended up sideswiping this. I didn't even see her you know yeah. she was in my blind spot but i was six you know so when you get in an accident when you're that young like it's the i remember freaking out because we pulled over and i was like oh my god like my parents are going you know it wasn't a cop you, you just you it's the worst i yeah. mean it doesn't get worse than that like this guy who you know hits the police commissioner's vehicle yeah i mean for that Second, you're like, how could the universe get any worse? Now, Jay on line five looked like he was trying to drag race a, a police officer. Jay, what happened? So, uh, a little bit of preface on this. I was a young 20-something kid with a brand new Camaro Supersport, and I was traveling down in South Carolina one evening. And as I was on the highway, driving not so conservative-like, I saw in the distance taillights that matched another Camaro. So, of course, what did I want to do? I wanted to catch up this guy and show him how highly modified my car was. I <laughs> camper <laughs> down, and I start catching up to this guy at triple-digit speed. And as oh, soon as dude. I got next to him, I look at his car, and I'm like, wow, that's a two-tone color I've never seen before in a camera. <laughs> and sure enough, the door panel says South Carolina Highway Patrol. Yeah. My heart came out my bottom in my seat instantly and i slowed down and as i slowed down we came up to a traffic light on the highway and my windows were rolled down and he looked over at me and all i could say was i really like your car (laughs) (laughs) jay that's right for a while there were camaros as cop cars i think they're even mustangs um there there was yeah i'm a huge car enthusiast and they ran mustangs for a while the old fox bodies 87 to 93 man they 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 look they look good didn't they oh they were amazing now they're they're worth a ton of money on a side note to find but yeah for a while they ran late 90s early 2000 camaros as like their their high-speed pursuit vehicles (laughs) i learned a lesson really fast don't drag race cops it's probably a good idea thanks for calling (laughs) that's why i wonder so in a situation on the on the 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 opposite and i had this happen to my neighbor, um, the, her car was parked, um, you know, we're on a, a side street, and a fire truck just driving through the area came by and knocked her side view mirror off. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I had the cameras going in, uh, on the house. I was able to give her the video. But in a situation like that and people getting into accidents with, you know, these vehicles, you know, whether it be the, uh, a fire truck or a police, a police car or whatever, uh, say that they might be in the wrong 
uh, it took forever for this to go through the system. Really? Yeah, because, um, and I think it's just because it gets into the, you know, all of the departments and it has to be okayed and signed off on and so on and so forth. Whereas you'd probably get it resolved quicker if it was just two quote unquote civilians. Yeah. But in, in that case, and in a couple of cases, there's less red tape, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, you know, rule of thumb is, it's best to collide with those cars. <laughs> you be in the wrong, and it'll go quicker. Uh, so we have, it says Eddie, and then it says her. Uh, All right. Or maybe it's Edie. Uh, okay. Let's find out. Is this Edie or Eddie? Hi, it's Edie. Okay. Edie. Yes, Edie, what happened to you? Good morning, guys. Good morning um, to you. When my uh, older boy was still not driving, I took him to the bus stop, and I hung out with him, and then got on the bus. He was, uh, you know, on his way, and I pulled out and i thought that they had pulled out as well but they hadn't and i rear-ended it and the kids were all had to get off the bus oh the no oh no the came oh. and then um the, the bus driver was his second day of work and he quit oh, <laughs> so, no. so you ended an occupation you had to get the the the, the bus everyone got off the bus so you must oh. be just dying at this point i was dying and then you know then they all had to find rides to school and they're all bitching at me because we're going to be late and then the cop was really good. He only gave me a ticket for like obstructing traffic or something. Wow! Wow! That's that was, go ahead. Not as good. Yeah. And then it was my oh the other part was it was my husband's car and it crumpled the hood. Oh my god! Oh my well, god! Well, good. It could, it could have been far worse. Uh, <laughs> thanks for calling, Edie. Case, can we go to line one, Mike? He yeah. was in one of those major pileups. Okay, hang on. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good, guys. Good morning. How are you? Good. Were you in one of those major uh, pileups during a snowstorm? Yeah, I was up in uh, Salisbury, Pennsylvania, visiting my niece, and uh, started to snow. I had a four-wheel drive uh, truck, tried to head down, you know, get out of uh, uh, town to get that back downtown. Coming down 33 South before 512 uh, exit, suddenly ahead of me, there's probably 10 cars just piled up. And I put the brakes on, obviously didn't stop. Head first, right into a T-bone, a car in front of me. Oh. Next thing you know, behind me is bang, 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 bang. And I ended up being in the middle of probably 25 to 30 cars. Wow. I remember, yeah. I remember this. Um, this yeah. This was all over the news, was it not? It was, yeah. yeah. And I, uh, it came up on my Facebook memories uh, about a year <laughs> oh, ago. Memories. Oh, memories. Oh, memories. Yeah. <laughs> it was right below that picture of you discovering a tumor. <laughs> truck in the middle, like, like, like WFMZ was doing the news report, and then my truck in the middle, all this pile up. So, uh, so how, did, how did that work out? To my question earlier, when you're trying to determine, you know, you have the causality there, you, but how, how do you determine who is responsible for what part of the chain reaction? There was no, my insurance covered my truck. My truck was totaled, okay. and uh, they, they covered it. There was no way for anybody to be able to figure out who was, was responsible. I mean, I was probably responsible for hitting the person in front of me. Yeah. But then the person that hit me from behind was responsible. So the whole chain reaction, I just went through my regular insurance and they covered it for me. I don't know how you make sense of, of, of those things. I, I just... It was, it, it was, it, yeah, it was crazy. I broke my arm. Oh, um, dude. You know, yeah. I, remember, was, I think I remember an aerial shot of that. It looked like a bomb had gone off. You see sometimes those, the you know, people have cameras out and you just see, like, it just the absolute melee. And, and, like, I don't know why anybody even stays on that road. Like, once you have been hit and, and your car is, is stopped and done, like... 
pull off to the side. Get, well, and then run. Yeah. You know, like you, you personally sell leave the your car. vehicle, sell the car, <laughs> change your identity, yeah, move to Mexico, yeah, oh, no. start a new life, yes, meet Morgan Freeman. Because you see that and like, and, and when there's low visibility and then you just see these like tractor trailers coming in and yeah, oh God, it's, it's, that's why it's such a nightmare mm-hmm. uh, with that situation. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I, I, well, if insurance takes care of it all, uh, you know, uh, to me, there's, but to some way, they, you know, an insurance company is going to fight the other insurance companies, right? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of kind of the standard process. So Andy's friend hit a cop car, didn't know it, got pulled over. My, I don't even know how something like that can happen. How do you hit a cop car and not know it? Andy, are you there? Hey, it's Andy from Germantown. Andy hey, from Germantown. Right? I know Germantown. Hey, <laughs> So I was the uh, commander of an Army Reserve unit for a number of years, and I get this call at 1130 at night. The DOD police on Fort Dix saying, hey, one of you guys got in an accident. you got to come in and sign out for him. So I go down there. Apparently, one of my full-timers had gotten drunk off post. He drove back on to post, somehow made it past the front gate. There was a construction going on. He decided he was just going to drive right through the barricades. He's got a big pickup truck. Knocks him out of the way. There's a cop car there. He sideswipes the cop car, metal screeching, sparks flying, and keeps going. Oh. Cop pulls him over, oh, no. and as the cop comes up to the window, he rolls down and says, they're a problem, officer? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why. Do we lose him? Oh, we, we lost he you for a second. He didn't go to jail? Oh, wow, wow. You know, yeah. Andy, uh, thanks for calling. It makes me wonder. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, Google's coming out, or Amazon is coming out with a, uh, we, we talked about it, a dash camera, two-way camera. Um, and I know a lot of people, I'm, I'm, I'm considering, you know, putting one in the car. Uh, but I'm I'm hearing conflicting takes on it. Is it better to have it? I think it would be to have a chronicling of of, of something. However, I've heard people say it could be a liability as well. Uh, well, pos- well, I don't liability. Why does it obstruct your view or I, something like that? I, or perhaps, uh, and that's what I'm trying to determine. What would be the downside of that? Um, now, let's say you're a reckless driver responsible for the accidents. Then perhaps that's, that's the, the downside. downside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. when you've done something wrong right. and then you have evidence against evidence yourself. Against you, but yeah. we have actually it off have... your dashboard. And you're like, no, no, <laughs> I don't, don't have that. No, what are you talking about? Yeah, uh, we uh, we have one. I just haven't installed it yet, and I it actually, doesn't work that well. No, no, no. But I had actually got it. I got it for my wife because she wanted it because, you know, she had just seen too many things happening on the road while she was driving. She's like, I, I need one of these. And now that my daughter's driving, uh, we want to put it in her car. That's because, probably a good idea. Well, she is also a, a cautious driver and a rule follower. And and we've noticed that, uh, you know, there are a lot of people at early in the morning when she's on her way to school that are in a hurry. Okay. And they're, like, driving uh, around her on a two-lane road. That's, that's you know, so we, we want to do it for her do you, own protection. Do you, do you save, is there an insurance consideration if you have a, uh, a camera in your car? I don't know. I know, like, what we had her uh, in, uh, enrolled in, in driving school. And there was insurance consideration for that. But I don't know about uh, cameras. Let's go to, uh, I think, one more call case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go to line six. Paul has some information. Uh, Paul, uh, good morning. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Sorry good. about you guys at work. Never a problem, Paul. So you have something that pertains to this uh, camera in car issue? Yeah, you know, you were just talking about it, and I was hoping you would uh, go to me. Um, I called in a bit ago to mention that because of all the incidents you're talking about, that's my line of work. Um, I make pretty good money. I'm a contractor, and all I do is uh, basically cameras for uh, commercial vehicles. Okay. Um, so, so uh, what about what about uh, you know private vehicles? Is that as uh, an industry as well, or just resident? Just yeah, well, like you mentioned, there's options out there. Like Apple's got them. Uh, a lot of other ones. They're 
they're a little bit cheaper, and they're a lot more like uh, kind of self-install type thing. Okay. You know, you stick it to the windshield, plug it in through the fuse box. Uh, the systems I do are more involved, where not only are they the drive cam that sticks to the windshield that watches the road. Oh, we might have lost them. To watch the driver, but there's also external cameras like a rear view camera and a lot of times side cameras. Uh, usually they're right by the mirrors and they're actually triggered when the driver turns the right or left turn signal on. Yeah. The monitor will show the driver what is next to him in that spot. But some of these trucks, they sit so high up on the road right. that there can be a little Volkswagen next to them and they can't see it because they're you know, like 10 feet up. Listen, I, I've said this many times that it, it, the, we were told always to, to you know, in, in, in uh, um, when we were in driving school and told when we took our, our test, you, you have to look back, you have to check if everything's behind you. The, and I still do it reflexively, but my camera, my backup camera covers a far wider range of vision than I would have simply looking back. So, And not only that, it beeps. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it, yeah. It, when, when anything's sort of in proximity, whether you're backing out of a, a spot at a supermarket and somebody's walking, it'll beep and let you know if somebody's coming. Let me ask you, Paul. So, with with yeah. a, with a with a uh, commercial vehicle that has cameras around it, does that benefit the company? Will the company end up um, getting a uh, a tax uh, break? I mean, a, a, an insurance, uh, insurance break? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It is the number one reason why it's done. Okay. And again, there's a major split between the companies that do the driver camera, and a lot of them don't. They just do all the other external cameras. Um, you know, of course, a lot of drivers are very resistant to it. You know, they're like, oh, I don't want people sitting there watching me all day, picking my nose. But <laughs> right. That's not exactly the case. Like, I mean, I tell guys all the time when they ask me questions about it while I'm doing them. Yeah, you know, I tell them, like, look, 80% of the time there's a accident with a commercial vehicle involved. It's not the commercial driver's fault. Okay. So, yeah. A lot of times you save it. Matter of fact, I did a project just recently uh, in North Carolina for a company that does the uh, highway uh, line painting. And they have every company that does roadside work, you're going to see what's called a crash truck. It's a big truck with these big octagons on the back, and it's called a TMA, a truck-mounted attenuator. It's designed to get your attention so you don't run into the workers. Ah, yeah, I've seen that. Right, and if you do hit anything on this job site, it's going to be this truck. Well, they get hit. All the time. Wow. They've got the flashing lights. So we did a job for this company in North Carolina where we did multiple cameras that would get footage of a driver hitting the crash truck when the TMA is fully deployed and the lights are blaring. So, Paul, going back to my earlier point, and I believe I'd seen a study that said those those um, collision mitigation systems actually, in a way, promote more collisions. You know, I, I think that might be true, uh, especially now that everybody's more sensitive to people that are on the spectrum that get distracted. Right. All the kind of like, because some of these light patterns, I mean, they are seizure inducing. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 the lights are brighter. These LEDs are way brighter these days. And yeah, yeah. I, I can understand that. Well, well I do the uh, light systems as well. And there's a way to wire them where you can actually adjust the brightness. And it's for, they say, it's for rural areas where it may not be very well lit that you would actually use them at a lower uh, brightness. No, that makes sense. Otherwise, it's so bright that people driving by will be blinded by Yeah, you, you'll blind the squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we appreciate the call, Paul. Very informative. And we got started on this because of the um, the police commissioner was in an accident with an Uber driver. He ran a red light.
Uh, everyone is doing fine, but we thought, wow, that's got to be the worst scenario. <laughs> uh-huh. When your accident is with the police commissioner, we thank you for all the calls. Uh, so, uh, Case, anything to give away? Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, we do, because I, I saw that uh, our next guest is hanging out in the Acme Lounge right now, so we do need to take a break. But, you know what? Let's give away some beer. There Steve. we uh, go. I think that's a Don't great idea. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> you, 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 uh, you crack open a beer, you stay at home, or you exactly. call an Uber. <laughs> all right? But uh, we do have a case of uh, juiced to juice. Jupiter Tangerine IPA that is new from Fathead's Brewery. It's juiced to the max and packed with a punch of tangerine and citrus flavors and aromas. It's a super juicy, out-of-this-world IPA that will keep you coming back. We're going to take caller number five, and uh, we're going to hook you up with that uh, with that beer. Excellent. We'll be back after this with Brian Prop. What's new? Glad you asked. Blank 182. Smashing Pumpkins. Dave Matthews Band. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Concerning that weather that I just jumbled here, yeah. it's a high of 48 today and sunny, so it's going to be a pretty good day. And I think yeah. the weekend's going to be pretty nice, up close to uh, 70, if not for a little bit of rain. Uh, so, obviously, we love when this gentleman comes in. He is Flyers royalty and uh, just an all-around worldly known good, good guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were just over to watch the Flyers uh, uh, and they're, they're, uh, for a victory. It's so great. Uh, and it's always great to have uh, him in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Brian oh! Brown. It's so good to yeah. see you, man. Yeah, you, you too. You've got one of those electric smiles that just makes you feel good to see well, you. I'm and, happy every day after my stroke seven years ago. Like, I'm happy every day. I, I, I don't worry about what's going on. And so, like, I'm just here to talk about my celebrity hockey event. Which is terrific. And is the celebrity face-off game. It's on Saturday, 12 p.m. at Iceworks in Aston, PA. And yes. uh, and And uh, so this is actually really cool. We were out, um, Preston and I did a... Um, uh, a video for the people at uh, Mulchworks. They own this facility as well. It's a great facility. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, we yeah. just found out. They said, but we're working with Brian Propp. And I go, yeah. oh, he's coming on the show. So wow. uh, let everyone know what, what this is about and, and what it benefits. So the benefit is for uh, Headstrong Cancer. Like, uh, I'm a part of that. My wife, uh, Eileen, is uh, on the board of the Headstrong Cancer. And, and uh, Michael Caleria and his uh, mom, uh, Cheryl, like, they, they had a, galas and uh, they raised funds for people people with cancer. They do a great job. Unbelievable. Yeah, I've been working Casey's closely with Headstrong since the beginning. I grew up with the Callaway family. Yeah, yeah. I knew Nicholas and um, and I know Cheryl and Michael and Pat and everybody. And Amazing people. Yeah, and, and so I, I'm on a cycling team. I do the Ben to the Shore bike tour and they're a big sponsor of our team as well. So so this yeah, this um, foundation is very near and dear to my yeah. heart and, I'm, and I love that, that that you're a part of it. I think, I, I, as a matter of fact, I, I was at their golf outing last year and you were a part of that yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, I, I yeah. I was selling some cigars in a hole. And, uh, but, By the way, you know, which, which I still do. Which, you've, which got, you've got a killer golf game going on. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. after my stroke, like, I can't uh, hit that far, but uh, usually pre- hit it pretty straight. I've had more but, than yeah. I've had more than one person say, yeah, don't be fooled. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. Can play, he can play pretty well. Yeah, but uh, for the hockey, it's uh, the tickets are available uh, uh, at prop26.com. Okay. And, and uh, like, it's it's sold out, but I have uh, a couple celebrities uh, uh, playing with me. You got Doug it. Crossman, uh, Riley Cote, uh, Mark Howe, and Christo Oliver. 
and uh, and uh, that's uh, Chris Terrian. Yeah, Chris Terrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so three of the guys will be playing each uh, team, and it'll split up the teams, and we'll have four goalies and, and three lines each, and so it'll go uh, really good. And uh, Lou Nolan will be announcing. Oh, awesome. Gary Frazier is going to be the ref, and then Ryan uh, Monaghan is going to be a ref, and I've got Ed Hospiter is going to be a coach, and Scott McKay and uh, Don Manahan and uh, Chris Flowers are, are being coaching. Uh, here's the deal: the, the Ice Works is when I was growing up in this area, there were two places. You had Springfield uh, Country Club, right, which right. you know was basically a, a, a shed that had ice in it, and you know. Nothing, and then you had the Haverford Stadium. Now you have Ice Works. You have the place in in Westchester. You, you really do have some really great facilities in this area, which I think is is great for uh, the youth, uh, upcoming youth playing hockey. Don't you agree? Well, especially uh, after nineteen eighty when the, the, they won the Olympics, so, like it really started picking up. But uh, in the nineties, like they started making more ice rinks, mm-hmm. and so that, that's why the players in the college are here uh, and get drafted now. And so, but it, but it's really good good for the people that are. Here in uh, PA, uh, I'm looking forward to the the golf. Uh, the, 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 and then, well, I have a golf too, but uh, yeah. the, the hockey. And then I have my uh, my first uh, Gaffa Cigar Golf Tournament uh, at Riverwinds uh, in uh, May 15th. Uh, May 15th. Also. So your schedule is booked, Kathy. Yeah. So my son is doing a learn to play hockey. He just all of a sudden decided. I mean, he's he's tried every sport except for hockey. And this year, he's like, I want to try hockey. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I know nothing about you know the the youth sport of hockey. And be prepared to wake up early on the weekend. Wake up uh, early on the weekend. Right. Be out late at night. Spend all of my money, all your money. on hockey gear. <laughs> uh, but fortunately, we had a, a friend who plays hockey, and so he gave him some of his used equipment just to do this learn to play so he can right. see if he wants to do it. But it's kind of exciting, and you're right, Case. We've like toured these different ice rinks all over the area. There are so many to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, like, do you have any advice for me? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, so like when I when I first retired, uh, I built the Medford Ice Rink uh, in in 97 and so like i ran the the rink i i learned all the Learned to skate, learned to play hockey, the, the uh, camps, and then then I did radio for nine, year, nine years after that. But uh, yeah, for I just tell them just to learn how to skate because now that they're they have uh, rollerblades, they mm-hmm. can learn a little bit easier for that, and then and switched to ice uh, skates. It's more linear, so it's, yeah, right? it's pretty yeah. pretty the same. But I just tell people just to practice, 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 and mm-hmm. just work on your skating first because that's all you need okay. to do. And then uh, like don't worry about like they're young and they they. They fall and then they don't get hurt, and so it's, uh, <laughs> so, so, so it's, it's fun to watch. The main, the main piece of advice: get very good at skating. Yes, right. Get get that down, and don't worry about the mechanics of the game right now. Right, because you know, you have coaches that when you're young, like the like the, they're here to have fun, and so like the, I teach them how to play for fun, and then how they get better is by skating, and then then they get they like it, and then they just keep go, going on from there. You know, Brian, we were talking about um, so with the celebrity face off, which is again Saturday. Uh, 12 p.m. at Iceworks in Aston, PA. Um, we were talking to some players uh, recently and just people in general who are associated with the sport. It, it seems that hockey players, when they retire, are more likely to continue playing the sport yeah. than other sports. And I don't know if that indicates a more genuine love of the sport. What would you attribute that to, that you're more likely to find retired and legendary Hockey players continuing to play and doing sort of like scratch games and stuff like that. What, 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 well, what, why is that? It's because uh, you love the game, and yeah. so like you, you you don't know you don't want to give it away uh, away, and so like you just you keep playing. You know, I still play uh, twice a week uh, in New Jersey when I'm back, uh, but I'm I'm in Florida now. Too yeah, much I can of, tell from so. your tan. <laughs> 
You're not getting that in Jersey. Yeah. 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 Flip flops on right now, and uh, have to wear jeans, just uh, shorts and, and bathing suit. But uh, yeah, for for the guys that are here, like uh, they give back, and like Mark Howe, like he, uh, he he's going to be playing. He, he's got back uh, injury, but right. he, and Chris Terrian's injured, but he'll play through it. And uh, the, the team that I set up, uh, I you know the sponsor is going to be Sun uh, East uh, Federal, uh, and then I have a couple other sponsors for jerseys uh, like uh, Brian and Jay Horner and you know that's that's how you make your money by getting good sponsors and uh, having the people that are there uh, real, realize that why they're here to make to make the money for a headstrong council. Right, right and, and, and head, obviously said headstrong does a great job. I wanted to ask you concerning you know you, you're, you're a stroke survivor and, and we have uh, John Fetterman who uh, you know uh, is 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 dealing with depression right now after having um the uh his stroke uh, was that something you had to deal with after you had your stroke of uh, uh, depression well at the start i couldn't talk for three months yeah <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Cause it was a long time like i couldn't couldn't talk at all and uh you know the first two two said uh, two two things that i said was bernie Pratt. it just came out again <laughs> no. oh my god yeah, does but, he know that yeah. does he know that because uh, I'm sure I, he lords I, that over you. And I talked with Bernie because he has a place in Fort Lauderdale. Right. Like I visited with him and his wife uh, a month ago, and uh, so. But he's going to be back uh, <laughs> here in the area. The first but, words um, you wanted were yeah, Bernie Perron. Yeah. So like it was really tough because I couldn't talk at all at the start because I didn't know what was going to happen on. Uh, just uh, you know, and my affection, uh, you know, my stroke was affected my right fingers and the right side. And right. It worked that hard. But uh, well, but uh, you know, for me, it was just being patient and leading to. to your brain that takes a long time to heal and mm-hmm. I, I know that's why dr uh, rosenberg is has me using the beamer machine we were just day, talking about this, this is, let's let, yeah I, I, i'm actually looking into buying one of these my my dentist is uh you know uh dr patula has raved about it. i was hearing you saying I, I thought you were talking about bmws when you were no. saying beamer, beamer, beamer yeah, yeah so what it, it is insane. there are different schools of thought but the stuff that i've seen on it especially it, you've been raving about it for years and what it does is it basically gets blood flow deep into the the capillaries and parts of your body yes. that it, that normally yeah. would not get that blood flow. Yes, you swear by it. She oh swears yeah, by it. I use it every day, and uh, I've been using that for four years, and uh, I have so much energy. I've never gotten sick yeah. after that. It, like the blood heals your whole body mm. because of all the blood flow through it, it, it makes you much healthier. It's and deep more energy, and yeah, like it, 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 it takes the pace of uh, pills you know just that you have right no. but uh you know just uh, just for this like i just for the stroke that i had uh i'm like again i i just uh i want to talk about like uh the golf tournament i have may yeah. 15th it's going to be for the stroke center of university of pennsylvania Wonderful. that's what it's going to benefit too so just uh, let people want to know it's if they want to go to the go to the golf it's gaffagolf.com mm. all right we're gonna put all the information up on the website and people know obviously you're you're uh, Seeing you the way you are and as active as you are is the, is the greatest advertisement for being positive. Uh, and that's something to let stroke victims know that there, there, there can be light on the other side of the tunnel. And, you know, this is, this, this bodes well. So. Yeah, because I talk with a lot of people who have strokes and, and they get, they get frustrated with, because sure. they, they want it to go much faster and depends on what kind of stroke that they have. It, it, it makes a big difference. So like I, I, I talk with people all the time and I just give them advice. All right. So, um, did you say in the beginning of this, 
interview that the that the event on Saturday is sold out? Because uh, I thought that's what I heard you say. No, it's no, not no, no, sold no out. the player the players are sold. Oh, the player. But, okay, but, all right. But, that's, uh, the, all right. The, the, the tickets are available. All right, so tickets are available online. Ten dollars. Uh, so if you go to uh, uh, prop26.com, you can that's you can get P R O P P. 26. Yeah, and then uh, it looks like children uh, two and under are free. Yes. So if you could just, you know, go in and just say, hey, I'm only two years old. <laughs> I'm only two years old. <laughs> Wear a diaper, no, no, you'll be on. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then after the game, uh, happy hour with celebrities, you purchase a green ticket. Is that what sold out? Yeah. Okay. Well, All, right. All right. So now we're getting to the bottom of this. Yeah. What we need people to know is, is whatever you're doing, make your plans now. Get your tickets now because uh, it's a great event. Also, the fact that these these uh, hockey legends, including yourself, are there, and you can hobnob. I don't know if you've ever had your hobnob, but it's mm-hmm. it should be pretty pleasant. So, uh, so you got that. You got the golf outing and everything else in general. How's uh, how's life treating you? All, all good? Oh yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy every day. Yeah. I just got remarried like a, a th- three two and a half years ago. Congratulations! And, uh, but uh, you know, I love living in Florida and uh, where it's warm. And I'm because uh, I'm always cold. And, Whereabouts uh, are you? I'm in Marker Island, Florida, oh, okay. next to Naples. Yeah, uh, and my I'm, uncle's there right now. Yeah, and we have a cigar group that we every Tuesday we <laughs> I, I, I supply them cigars, my nice. grandpa cigars from the Dominican Republic, and I just uh, charge them like you know, <laughs> a little price. Price. <laughs> twice, but, twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're no dummy. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brian, it's always great to see you. Uh, Coming in here, and we support everything you do. It's and uh, you know, and congratulations on everything that's going on. We're going to get to some uh, a feature that we do now. We're going to let you go, but Brian Prop, everybody, and no one does, of course, Casey. We cannot do the bizarre file. We have to let uh, the man himself, Preston Elliott, do it uh, in a uh, in a delayed fashion. You have a sponsor, yes. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's bizarre file. And this morning, the Bizarre Files brought to you by Monster Jam. The big leagues of monster truck competition comes to Lincoln Financial Field. That's going to be on April 15th. Visit monsterjam.com for details. I hit the wrong button. (laughs) A man is in custody after allegedly breaking into a sheriff's substation, stealing a marked police car, responding to a dispatch call, and then crashing the cruiser into the woods. So he sold the car and decided to play cop. He's going to play police officer. Yeah, yeah. So it happened early Monday Now to the fire department. Uh, deputies say Jeremiah Taylor burglarized the Park County Sheriff's substation and stole a marked patrol vehicle. Now all I have to do is become an Indian chief and an astronaut. At 3.27 a.m., the suspect overheard a call in Teller County broadcast over the police radio system. And drove to that call. Okay. Uh, deputies were made aware of the situation. They saw the vehicle. They headed towards him. It was headed towards them. They ordered the vehicle to stop, but Taylor drove away at a high speed. Roughly two hours later, the vehicle was seen, and deputies uh, began to pursue Taylor. And during the chase, he was driving more than 100 miles an hour. Uh, so he I was in hot pursuit. He didn't want to yeah. help the police yeah. out at all. And uh, the vehicle crashed and Taylor ran from the vehicle. Deputies located him in the woods where he had a knife and was not complying with commands. Uh, during the confrontation, uh, deputies hit him with a taser. At least one shot was fired by a deputy. No deputies were hurt. Taylor was taken to the hospital with self-inflicted knife wounds. Uh, he now faces eight charges related to this incident and is being investigated uh, for several other cl- crimes committed in the area shortly before he stole the police vehicle. You hear something that's outlandish, and you have to believe drugs were involved in some level. I would think yeah. so. Uh, Kathy had the story in the news earlier this morning, but I'm going to repeat this. A 24-year-old woman allegedly being held hostage by a man she met online was saved after using Grubhub to alert a nearby cafe to call the police. 
Uh, the Chipper Truck Cafe in Yonkers, New York, revealed that they received an early morning order with an uh, added note that was pleading for help. Uh, sharing a photo of the note to Facebook, the establishment revealed that it read, Please call the police. Uh, he's going to call me when you deliver. Come with the cones. Please don't make it obvious. Mm. Uh, so on Facebook, the restaurant wrote, Our staff responded immediately, called the police, and she got saved. Uh, they said, I've all heard of this happening, but never thought that it would happen to us. Thankfully, we were open and able to help her. A big thank you to the police. With a fast response, uh, the workers who received the order quickly called the business owners who told them to call the cops. According to police, the deliveries for a 24-year-old woman who was being held by a 32-year-old man that she met online. After meeting for the first time in person, the encounter turned violent. He allegedly sexually assaulted her. Jeez. And police say the suspect, uh, Kimoy Royal, uh, allowed her to use a phone to order food, placing the order at 5 a.m. for a breakfast sandwich and hamburger. Uh, when he opened the door for the food, it was the police instead. Royal was charged with rape, unlawful imprisonment, strangulation, criminal sex act, and sexual abuse. Uh, he was also charged with the attempted sexual assault of another woman who was able to get away on June 14th. Uh, the owners of the restaurant learned about his arrest after one of the victim's friends reached out. So they could have very well saved that woman's life. New York City Mayor Eric Adams waved a checkered flag to start the bulldozing event where 100 dirt bikes and ATVs were crushed. It's pretty wild to watch this. Yeah, the 100 bulldozed dirt bikes and ATVs were part of the 2,000 illegal vehicles already impounded by the NYPD this year, an 88% increase from last year. So, like here. Like here, yeah. They're driving them around in the streets, you know, big groups, and not obeying traffic laws, and they're not supposed to be on the road anyway. They're made for off-road. Uh, so Adam said that they will be crushed today so that they can never terrorize our city again. Each and every one of them, they will be turned into scrap metal and eventually recycled. Uh, the motorbikes are destroyed rather than resold or donated in order to prevent them from returning to our streets and not allow them to operate again. Uh, dirt bikes and ATVs made for uh, charging down unpaved roads are not legal on New York City streets. So it was kind of just a demonstration that they were doing. But it's pretty wild to watch them crush well, these As things. I watched it, I realized how much I want a bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this is sad news. It was a pet rescue attempt that went all wrong. On Sunday, police say 40-year-old Dimitri Alexi drowned while trying to save his parrot, oh. which had flown into the retention pond behind his apartment building. Oh, man. Police say no foul play was is, is suspected, but it's unclear how the parrot, which did survive, ended up in the pond with Alexi trying to save it. His friend said that... <laughs> Uh, he worked as an electrical lineman. He says Alexi had worked a long shift before the incident. Says that he may have been dehydrated. Uh, the tragedy underscores the danger of wading into retention ponds that are common at apartment complexes and gated communities all over South Florida. Boy, is there something we can do? Uh, <laughs> the eagle from yesterday. Uh, so uh, Jay Sanford, who is the senior program coordinator for Swim Central, which is a drowning prevention program, said the bottom of the retention yeah. ponds, he said they are muck and you will sink into oh. them. You don't know how deep they are or what's on the bottom. It's dark water. If you find yourself with a pet or child in the pond, uh, they said just try to get them back to shore while you are on a steady platform and call 911. That's so sad. Yeah, yeah. All right, and that's it. That's a shorter, bizarre file, but we're going to have to wrap it right there, which is exactly what we are doing. We're going to come back in a moment. Stay with us. Back in a moment. Is your phone an app hole? 
You know, full of useless apps taking up space. Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app polls. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with... Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. This is Virginia Lottery Recording Session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. Part of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We just had a sports legend, Brian Propp, in the studio, and now another sports legend has entered our rank. (laughs) I mean, I'd say higher. Uh, We just spent some time with him down in Florida. He's... Have you changed your title? We were talking about a title of Master of... Uh, still Director of Fun and games, games, but just got to let you know, I have a picture I just showed Brian. Brian and I played on the same line in ice hockey. I played five times to the Flyers alumni. Really? And, you know, well, Brian, that, that I so mentioned, the, by the way, is John the, Brazier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before the game, Brian's like, uh, John, you're going to be playing on my line. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I guess that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> right? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's, playing yeah. the same line with Brian Prop? Were yeah. you um, like a uh, like a hockey player all yeah, through I, school? I grew and... up playing ice hockey. was captain my high school team. And what high school? Yep, uh, Hereford School. Okay. Yeah. So when did the, when did the was it a shift that went to a fascination with baseball or was it just opportunity? Uh, I was just always a huge sports fan, but it was totally opportunity because oh, okay. I quit baseball after a little league and switched over to lacrosse in sixth grade. All right, so and I didn't then I met a guy so... at a wedding, and uh, that's how I got my job with the Phillies. So. I didn't realize you had athletic chops. Hey, we we <laughs> we did have a phenomenal time. Yeah, down in Clearwater, and I you know I told you from the, like early on I was a naysayer to it. I never realized. What it was, and that, and just by happenstance, there was an article this week from a mother who took her son down, and and realized the and had the epiphany that I had, which is basically Clearwater becomes Philadelphia South. It really is, and it's I'm, unbelievable. Everywhere you go, you go to the Palm Pavilion, you go to bars, you go to restaurants, you go on a golf course, you go in the airport. It's Philadelphia just totally takes over the town. It, yeah, I love it's that. It's amazing, and it was a sensational, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, and I will say though, and and I, I love the sport of lacrosse, but lacrosse has been robbing baseball of really good players for years and years and years. And so when I, I, I played baseball and lacrosse growing up, but I, I, I stuck with baseball. But, like, I'm telling you, like, some of our best players, once they were introduced to lacrosse, they never went back to baseball. I'm like, God. You Come can, on. You could do both. You really, you know. <laughs> 
Just lacrosse is a really kinetic sport, but uh, you know, baseball is like America's pastime. Well, you know? I, it's, and today is the, one of the greatest days of of the year because it's mm-hmm. you know it's the first time since 1968 that all the teams are playing on the same day. Is that you, right? Because usually the Reds are, are the ones that there was a tradition that the Reds have the first game, oh. and they would play like if today was Thursday, they would play on a Wednesday, then they'd be off today. So all the games are, teams are playing, and so an interesting year too because every team's going to play every other team. So we're playing less of teams in the division, and we're going to play every team that's in Major League Baseball, which is also going to be cool. That's wild. I'm very excited about opening day. Uh, interesting to start in Texas, you know, and uh, start against an American League team. We had, um, as Steve was saying, we had so much fun in uh, in Clearwater. It was my fifth spring training overall, um, and we had a fantastic conversation with Reese. And uh, and then when that news happened last week, I, I was. I was so sad about it because we all Reese, is, were. Reese yeah. is such a great guy. He's so easy to talk to. Nick, I obviously think... a terrific player, and and coming off a, 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 an amazing postseason. Uh, have you had a chance to talk to him since? Uh, I I sent him a long text, uh, and he John. Was... I, I just to jump. I actually think I asked him: Is one of the liabilities of spring training the potential for an injury? And here we are. I know. Yeah. Um, and here's the odd thing. So I do. I think you guys know, I do a uh, radio show on WBCB. Right. So, Merrill Reese's station. So, I was doing the play-by-play for that game. Oh. And so, all of a sudden, you know, one, it's not really my comfort zone doing the play-by-play, right? Right. You're more a do lacrosse a guy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But all of a sudden, Reese goes down. Now, you know, I, I not only have to deal with that and talk about it in real time, but there's also a lot of dead time. And it's not like we go to a commercial. Yeah. Uh, or maybe I just don't know to go to a commercial. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I should have done that. Like, yeah, let's play but, a song. You know, and then all of a sudden, there's <laughs> Speculation and yeah. yeah, it was just terrible. And you feel so bad for him because he really is, you know, he and Schwarber and other guy, you know, Harper, Real Muto are our leaders. Um, and here, but here's a guy who's been for the organization for a long time, came up through the organization, is such a great guy on a personal level and, you know, player level that you just feel for him. So, yes, I sent yeah. him a long text and he wrote back to me and just, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be around Wait, with uh, the team. When that moment happened, um, I, I I was watching it and my heart sank because you saw him go down and it just it looked bad from the get go. From the get go, when he started backing up, you yeah. just knew something awkward was happening. And it was going to be you could kind of tell it was going to be one of those injuries where you're like you know you you hope for the best, but it looked like it was going to be the worst, and, the, and then it was. Um, I guess maybe the silver lining in all of it is that Derek Hall got some uh, playing time last year in the bigs. He's a, he's a good backup first baseman. We are very lucky to have Derek Hall in there because, you know, obviously when Harper went down, he provided the much-needed power uh, last year. He had nine home runs last year, you know, a big lefty, So he's, and he's, you know, he's got to learn to, and I think he had a couple home runs against lefties in spring, so yeah. uh, it'll be great to see what he can do. I want to ask about uh, Trey Turner because uh, he was playing in the World Baseball Classic for most of spring training, so we didn't, uh, you know, get to see him in a Phil's uniform all that much, and so your interaction with him was probably minimal at best. Did Have you uh, gotten to see him, talk to him? I uh, talked to him briefly. Um, he is, I tell you what, Philly fans that aren't as familiar with him, obviously, uh, you know, he played Dodgers, Nationals. He is a guy that fans are going to love. Uh, Charlie Manuel compared him to Chase Utley as far as just everything he can bring to the table. He brings speed. He could, if he, if he wanted to, he could steal 50 bases in a, in a season. Uh, he brings great defense. And with a shift, when you had the shift, you had all, a lot of the infielders bunched together, so you didn't need as much range. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no shift, so you, the, the shortstops and the second baseman, I guess, really have to have the range, especially shortstops, obviously. And he has one of the best, you know, has the best range in, in baseball. He's got a cannon. He's, he can hit for average. He can hit for power. Obviously, he had five home runs in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Hit a monster shot the game I was doing the game. Uh, the guy is, 
just and it's just a solid. Has that demeanor of Chase, where he's not flashy. He's wow. not just. It should be noted that he wanted to play here too. He turned down a lot more money. Yes, an offer from the Padres to play in Philadelphia. I think in no small part because of what Bryce Harper. Uh, is and, and and they played together when they went on, on the Nationals together. Um, but I think it's really cool that Trey Turner wanted. I mean, he's getting paid a lot of money, but he wanted to play here. Well, and I love his answer too. They said, uh, you know, was uh, what was what went into your thinking when you signed with the Phillies? And one of the reasons he said, I was watching the playoffs, and you could see the energy of the fans just jumped out. You know, you could just uh, it just it grabbed you, and 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 he basically wants to play there because what, he saw that vibe that's in the ballpark during the playoffs. That's what Preston was bringing up while we were down there about about you know again he's you know you you got the the other real baseball guys in the room here and and Nick off the charts, but uh, you know Preston really <laughs> rolled over into a massive fan, got caught up in it. And saw those things that go into it. And they all said, all the players, all these very charismatic players on the team, all said what you want them to say is that that fan response means everything to them. And we do have, I think, you know, as they will say, and we can say proudly, we have a hell of a fan base here. Well, and they'd heard from the players for years. Every alumni weekend, they hear the guys in the 1980 team, Greg Lazinski, Dickie Knowles, Mike Schmidt. They hear the guys in the 93 team. They hear the guys in the 2008 team, you know, because they all come back for reunions. And they, they all talk to a man about how exciting it is, you know, in the playoffs. Wait till you get to the playoffs. Fans uh-huh. go nuts, blah, blah, blah. And then these guys got to experience that, and probably more so than those other guys, because I'm telling you, this that ballpark. I've been with the Phillies 30 years, and that never was as loud as you know when when Hoskins hit that home run and slammed the bat down. When you know uh, Harper had that unbelievable home run, you know there was just it, it, that was electric, about as electric as you can get. Yeah. So you spent a lot of time uh, watching spring training, obviously, John. Uh, a t- uh, two rule changes this year, and most notably the shot clock, the pitcher's clock, and then uh, and then the shift, which you mentioned. What, what are your thoughts about the? Um, you know, the countdown clock for pitchers. Uh, I like it as far as uh, just it, it does keep the game moving. You know, I think it benefits everybody. It benefits the defense. It benefits. Now, there's going to be some nuances, and I think they're still working that out. I know, like Scherzer in the beginning of uh, spring training uh, did a couple quick pitches. And then so there, there's going to be some little tweaks. Um, but it does keep the, the game moving. I mean, I think games were cut by 25 minutes yeah. well, that, or that's, so. Honestly, if, when you hear a complaint about the sport and the way that it's handled it, it's it's that it's it's that it, it it goes at a more lethargic pace and yep. and, and to speed it up and I, I nobody that we talked to while we were down there had any any issues with it in fact said this this could be a, a big bonus to it so yeah you, you just want to see more action right and you're yeah. going to see more action when you get when you have the pitchers more focused and you have the batters batters also get you know they'll be a they'll call a strike yeah if yeah. you're not ready i think within eight seconds of the pitch I'm glad we had a practice round down in Florida. Thank you, John, because I was trying to meet up with some people, and we were texting back and forth, and we're like, oh, wow, it's already the 7th. Like, I'll right. see you after the game. Like, yeah. So that, that time that you would spend kind of wandering around the stadium, like, prepare for that to be a little shorter this season. Yeah. Well, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and, and there are certain pitchers just, you know, well, the pitchers end, there's like Chris Bassett who pitched for the Mets last year. Right. And he played, pitches for Toronto. The guy is just the human rain delay. Just, you know, <laughs> goes off the mound and, and does the rosin bag and wipes his feet yeah. and this yeah, and that. Yeah. And you see all the player, the batters, and they'll step out of the box every pitch and they'll adjust their gloves and do this and that and then get back in. Like, Come on, just let's yeah. Go. Yeah. go. Let's get the pitch. Let's get the hit. Let's go. I wanted to ask you, because you got a little bit of the color, was that because you stood too close to the new scoreboard? Or, uh, uh, I'm like, dear God. Uh, yeah, well, okay, two things. One is I, I was down in Florida yeah. since February 24th, uh, and I'm, I'm part Cuban. But two, the uh, scoreboard, ha- wait, I mean, wow, wait till the fans 
wait till the fans get to the ballpark on April 6th because that thing is, I think it's 77% bigger. And the other, and the last fan division was huge, huge. right? Wait, this did is... you see the photos from the planes flying into Philadelphia no, Airport? Just... You can see it. You can see the... <laughs> so you can see the Great Wall of China and you can see the, <laughs> the Philly fan division. Uh-huh. Yes. Right, people, from space. People are posting it and you can see it bright red with the logo. I mean, it's, they said you can, you can fit 516 lifetime fanatics on the board. Uh-huh. Right? That's amazing. Uh, there's 11.6 million pixels and I think it was, uh, 116,298 pounds of concrete to support it. It's, yeah. uh, what is it's it huge. Do you have an idea of, of I, weight? I, I don't. Because, I, I, I mean, you got to remember that's out, of course, in the in the elements all the time. And, and it's a huge sale, basically. Uh, it's going to be so cool. Just the colors, the vibrancy, yeah. the all the stats and the things you can do on the board. Uh, yeah. It's going it, to it, it'll be great for kids. It'll be great for stat heads. It, yeah. And listen, the, the scoreboard's one thing. The fact that we are National League champions is another thing. And then we have to wait five games to have a game at home. Like I know. You know, I know. opening up on the road is one thing, but opening up on the road for two different series. Right. Texas and Yankees. And then the Yankees stinks. I mean, not easy either. No, 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 not at all. But uh, what can we expect on Thursday? Thursday for the home opener. Oh, wow. I mean, well, first of all, what I love about opening day, it's, uh, and it never gets old. Um, first of all, we have the block party out there on CB Way, so that'll uh, take place. I think it's, it's going to take place around 12 or 12.30, I think. Uh, we have a DJ. We have, well, I think the Clyde, Budweiser Clydesdales will be out there. So even if you don't have a ticket to the game, you can be part of the festivities out there. Uh, we're going to be raising the National League Championship pennant, which would be very cool. Um, and with opening day, we have a lot of Traditions, right? So, the any elephants? One of the, no elephants on opening day. We saved that for MMR night. Um, so, what, what do you what do? You, what we do you have got? Kane Callus, which is always. I think oh, that's I one of the cooler guy. things yeah. we do. His Kane does his um, does a national anthem right in front of his dad's statue. Wow! And his singing is unbelievable, right? Yeah. So we have that. Uh, the Leapfrogs. Uh, we'll be delivering the first pitch. Now, yes. that's always weather contingent. <laughs> I think it's got to be make sure that it's, you know, it's not too windy so they're not getting swept right. out of the ballpark. Tragedy uh, today at the ballpark. <laughs> right. uh, one of my favorites, too, very patriotic moment, is we unfurl that giant American flag, and then the Philadelphia Boys Choir sings America the Beautiful while the flag is out there. The other thing, too, is if you remember... The players do the uh, walk. They basically walk through yeah. uh, the crowd out in Ashburn Alley and walk down uh, the stairs and onto the field, greeted by fans that are you know, that are lined up. So that's super cool. And then uh, I, there's a couple surprises in there, which I'm not going to spoil. Namely, oh. the first pitch. Uh. Uh, I think the fans will be very excited for the first pitch. All right. And as far as something around the the pennant raising, is it Casey? Uh, yes, Casey. Uh, you, just, oh you just ruined the surprise, Nick. Now everybody knows. Are we on air? All right, so wow. that's that's Thursday, and then uh, and then Saturday is the it's the McDonald's opening night. Yep. So what's going to happen that that's night? That's a kids giveaway, or I'm sorry, if all fans pitching over. They're giving away some kids. If you want to get rid of your kids, uh, all fans pitching over, we'll get a McDonald's 2022 NL Champions T-shirt. Uh, Sunday is going to be a great day. And I think I, we got a four-pack of tickets yes, for you guys. we do, Sunday, as a matter of fact. It yeah. is a one-of-five start. And this is going to be cool because the players are getting their National League championship rings nice. uh, in a ceremony before the game. Uh, there's no giveaway, but but it's it's going to be really cool getting your seats. And you can see Schwarber and everybody uh, get their rings. It'll be very cool. Uh, when we were at spring training, uh, we didn't get to see Schwarber or Trey Turner or, or JT because they were at the uh, baseball classic. Uh, we also didn't get to see Bryce play because he's re- rehabbing. Um, what is his status? You know, I've heard reports that he's might not be until um, all-star break. Some people are saying it a little closer to Memorial Day. Have you heard any uh, rumblings about when no, Bryce? No, I've just heard unofficially that... Uh, 
what I've heard is he, he's hitting off tees and he's he's getting his work in. So at, nice. He might just be one of these, and I say this in a totally positive way, a genetic freak that he. <laughs> yeah. You know, some of these guys, uh, you know, these guys are such world class athletes, and their bodies are. Uh, Different than ours. Right? Well, they, 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 I mean, if, they if talk I had about, that injury, it'd be three years in the making. They, they talk about staying in shape year round, right, yeah. and and we were yep. talking to I maybe mean, it was Charlie that that talked about you know that they would you take some time off and come and have to build it back up. These guys stay in player mode year round, and that's got to help with rehabilitation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, because it used to be where they would come to spring training to get in shape. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. No. These guys are already in shape year round. And, you know, Alec Bohm put on, I think, 14 pounds of muscle. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah you, oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. To you as well. <laughs> well yes, yes. I don't know about muscle. But, <laughs> but I, um, when we were down in spring training, uh, right behind where we were broadcasting his defense, and that's where, like, the players parked, and I just so happened to kind of glance over, and I saw Bryce Harper yeah. pull into the parking, and he parked right up. He was driving a Jeep, and uh, he got out of the car. Oh, my God. <laughs> But you said, I don't. I did. And he, and he looked at me. He and he, he looked at you. me. He did. Nice. He acknowledged me with his eyeballs. And he was like, oh, this guy. No, but I was like, <laughs> I didn't That's know what to say. I was, like, I was like, oh, big fan. And then you <laughs> said, <laughs> you remember what you said after that? No. Uh, we're doing a radio show up here. Yeah. And he was like, all right. That's great. I'm not. I'm not doing a radio show up there. Thanks for the warning. Do you want to run this montage thing? Because we, yes. we, we're running out of time Let, here. Let's do this because it's kind of wild. It, before opening day, it's a montage of um, opening day scenes or the mention of opening day from various movies. As it's running, yell out. Uh, if you think you know anybody okay. in the room, just casually, if you can identify the movie. All right, here we All go. Right. On opening day. Opening day? Welcome, Welcome to, to opening, opening day. day. Our first pitch is just moments away. And there's the first pitch of the season. Hey, kid, how would you like Rookie to pitch the for the Chicago Cubs? Yep, yep. Great, but i got to ask my mom first. There's no crying in baseball. Leave the There's no crying in baseball. Today, I consider myself... The luckiest man. The, um, the face of the earth. Yeah. If you build it, he will come. God, I love baseball. I love baseball. I've tried them all I really have. And the only church that truly feeds the soul day in, day out is the church of baseball. Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop Stand thinking. Light. I'd wake up at night, smell the ballpark in my nose, the cool of the grass Hold on my on. feet. Oh, uh, You're killing me, Smalls. No, that was Bull Dorham, was it not? Because no, we already did no. Field of Dreams. Was I, that Field of Dreams? I think it was Field of Dreams. It sounded like Ray Liotta. Oh, because no. I, was, I was hearing Tim Robbins. All right, let's, let's, I was let's, hearing Carol right. Channing. <laughs> yeah. I rewound it. Let's right. see what that was. I'd wake up at night, smell the ballpark in my nose, the cool of the grass on my feet. You're killing me, Smalls. Figures got a big butt. Oh, a juvenile delinquent in the offseason in his debut. <laughs> Just a bit outside. And the season's over. <laughs> <laughs> what was that last one? That and one I didn't recognize. Was that, Bro- was that Brockmire? Oh, it might have been oh, Brockmire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I had a little Brockmire moment. I don't know if you guys know this. So I do play-by-play, as I mentioned. Right. For, and so I always, I used to take it very seriously, and I still take it seriously. But aside the last five years, I'll have a little more fun with it. So uh, I was looking for a home run call. Because if you remember, I think we uh, shared with you last time, about three years ago, Reese Hoskins hit a home run, and I said, put that baby to bed yeah. without a diaper, with uh, obviously a little more emphasis there on it. There you go, yeah. Uh, so I needed to kind of, uh, I set, set the bar pretty low right, right. there. So, I, <laughs> so I, had to, I had to go over that little bar. 
So I was going around, and so Ben Davis, I was asking some people, give, give me a line. Come on, you got a good line for uh, if someone hits a home run. Ben Davis said, I'll give you one that I've always wanted to use, but they won't let me use it. And I said, well, I think I could get away with using it. What is the line? So so all of a sudden, it was that game again. Yeah, Reese went down, but it was Trey Turner got up to bat, and he, right off the jump, that ball, you could tell it was a home run coming off the bat. And all of a sudden, it, I said, it's going, it's going, and buy that ball in Uber, because that thing was hammered. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and, That's great. And I, I sent it to Ben Davis, because again, I feel yeah. bad, because he can't use it, but he gave it to me, so a big assist went out to there you Ben go. Davis. So I, Yeah, I had Tommy Green on my right, and Hugh Douglas on my left. I love it. I love. So concerning these tickets, um, how do you want to go about this? I think we should give them away. Uh, yeah, it's kind of looking at a horde of ourselves, but yeah. yeah. So uh, you, you you picked the mechanism, the number case. How do, how do well, you, you know it? what? I'm gonna uh, Nick is the biggest baseball All fan right. here, uh, so I'm gonna allow him to do let's, this. Uh, let's do 23 because it's 2023, and this year, I love it. The Phillies are gonna make the postseason. Nick, uh, I thought you were gonna say first person to bring Turkey Hill ice cream, <laughs> <laughs> Grand Slam ice cream. Grand Grand Slam Slam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Just really quickly, we, there's a whole gallery on PrestonandSteve.com. We had so much fun down in Clearwater. All Thank right. you again, John, You're for welcome. everything. It's great having you guys down. Photos yeah. of Reese and uh, Brandon Marsh. We didn't even talk about that great the conversation. Oh, Casey terrific. and Sharks and everything He's like the best. that. We're best friends now. Best yeah. friends. So yeah. we'll, we'll look to replicate that next year when they are the World Series champions. <laughs> That'd be great. All right. Awesome. And John Brazier, everybody. Hey. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. We're going to take a break and come back after this. Oh, my God. I keep hitting the wrong button, Steve. It's okay. It's, not- <laughs> it's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. Hailing from right here in Philadelphia, it's The Good Mess. On the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest is at Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and on Saturday. Uh, multiple shows uh, tomorrow and Saturday night. Uh, I think it's your second time in the studio. Yep. A round of applause for Lisa Traeger. Hey! Good to have you back. I- <laughs> well, it just hit me. Yeah. The last time I was here was my first comedy weekend after the pandemic. Yeah. Is that yeah. what it was? Yes. And I ended up in um, uh, these audience members. This couple came all the way from D.C. to see me. And I ended up in their hotel bathroom smoking <laughs> cigarettes in their shower. <laughs> all right. <laughs> till, till my 6 a.m. flight. And the feature was like, do you always party like this? I'm like, no, but we're back, baby. Yeah. No, there was <laughs> such an exaltation of that. Well, you, your, your stuff is great. I, you're, you're, you're very funny. I love your stuff. And so uh, you have a very loyal fan base, too. And we'll talk about your podcast. But I'd, I'd gotten a, uh, a tweet or a, an email or whatever. But it came and they wanted me to ask you about the Skokie Swift. 
I would love to talk about what it. What is okay. the Skokie Switch? You are from Skokie, correct? I'm from Skokie. It's a Chicago suburb, and I'm really proud because the CTA is like the Chicago Transit. It's the train system. Mm-hmm. Okay. And having the Skokie Swift as part of it, so it's like the cooler suburb because we're still part of the train system. Okay. So it makes me feel like we're better than the other suburbs. <laughs> yeah. We're Which, closer. That's what you want. That's what you want. And you're, you're, you're a dyed-in-the-wool, super proud of Skokie person, correct? Yes, I want a Skokie tattoo so bad, but I can't figure out what to do because oh. Skokie Swift is SS. I'm a Jew. That's like, <laughs> oh, you don't want to do that. It's not okay. going to work. I no. had an idea because okay. the only Skokie reference that I know is Usual Suspects. Yeah. And uh, he talks about, uh, Kaiser Soze talks about being in that barbershop quartet back in Skokie, Illinois. And it's on the bottom. He's making everything up. And he sees the reference. And then at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, they show that he's not actually from Skokie, Illinois. Is any of this uh, ringing a bell with you? <laughs> well, I know the reference, of okay. course, but I've never seen the movie. Well, yet. No, you, no. you don't want to scar up your body well, with a movie you haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Kevin Spacey, I think his reputation oh. has changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good... You Even can't, I love yeah. American Beauty so much. Yes, oh, but so you can't good. support the SS uh, and you can't no. support uh, a potential uh, pedophile no. or molester. Yeah, but we have a great mall, library, great pita inn for a lunch special. But sometimes I'll meet people from other suburbs. You probably get this in Philly. People go, I'm from Philly. Yeah. And then, because when I meet people, I always say Chicago suburbs. I don't lie. Mm-hmm. And well, people will probably say Philly, and then they're not from Philly. And I don't understand why people do. And it's, uh, it's the same in New York. So in New yeah. York, I was I was actually born in Manhattan, Columbus Circle, and but we lived on Long Island. You say you're from New York, everyone assumes you're from downtown Manhattan. So it, it, it's just the case. So whatever large, you can kind of get lost in the sauce, mm-hmm. you know. And that Skokie suffers that as well, correct? I always say Chicago suburbs. Yeah. But and then people will compare, like, oh, I'm from Naperville, and it's like, okay, but you're different than me. We have the right. train. <laughs> we're we're connected by the switch. But it's one of those. Yeah. Uh, looking at a picture of, uh, and someone sent a picture. It's a uh, so it's it's a very it's a quaint line. It's a petticoat junction kind yeah. of vibe, right? Yeah, I think it's only three. What I don't know what they're called. They're, they're, the whole what are what's each train thing? A caboose? A car? Each, each a car. 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 <laughs> caboose is the last car. Okay, I'd like to see a train yeah. of nothing but uh, caboose. So here, here's the deal. I'm from Delaware County, from Delco, we call it here, and and it literally I have a shirt that says Delaware County, claiming we're from Philly since 1789, <laughs> and like and, and that's what we do. Like we claim we're from Philly. I, I think I have a design for you. I just drew this up. Really? Now, listen, I'm, I am not an artist. And we, we we have people who can provide you with ink yeah. if you want. Yeah, yeah, we do. So do you remember, do you know what the Stussy S is? No, uh, oh, like the, the three lines okay. that you would yeah, yeah. do in so school? I, what I did is I drew an S inside that S, and it, so it doesn't look like an SS. Do you know what I'm saying? You hate it. I do hate, hate it, but it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do hate you it. You love the effort. Yeah. I think anything, like there's no... Creative way to have three Ks. You no, know what I'm saying? No. There's no we can get by, and there's no way to have an SS without inviting at least that occasion. Because it kind of yeah. looks a little bit like infinity symbol. It's a not, no, bit. but it's yeah. it's a cool swastika. No, yeah. it, 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 it doesn't work. Um, but uh, before we uh, went on, I I was you know doing uh, research. I remember the last time we had a great time. You were here, but I, I checked out your podcast, which is that's messed up. Yes. And it is a, basically an SVU 
uh, um, you you talk about the the show SVU, which is one of the the, the multitude of of uh, procedurals based on ripped from the pages of today's headlines. Christopher Maloney and uh, uh, Mariska Haggerty and and uh, uh, Ice T and all that. You know you know the whole deal. But you guys are massive fans. But you, you uh, I, I'm saying, okay. Let me give a little sample. I listened to the whole thing. I listened to another episode because what you do is you you examine the episode, but you also examine the the step off point because they do actually take them from re- actual crimes, and that's yeah. what you guys uh, is it. What's what's your sidekick's name? Is it uh, <laughs> Kara Clang? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we research the true crime the episode's based on, and we interview actors from the episode. Which oh. is wild. It's yeah. wild. We've talked to such cool people. It's really, um, during the pandemic, they were all desperate. You know, right. yeah. celebrities. You struck while the iron was hot, yeah. And so because of those <laughs> name recognition, now we get, you know, the people want to come on. And then the crimes are horrific, and yeah. then the episodes are fun. And I watch, I watched it all last night. I couldn't sleep. So I sometimes on my laptop I'll be working on an episode and <laughs> recapping, and then on the hotel TV I'll have an episode <laughs> for pleasure on. Uh-huh. And it is sick. I'm never. I I can't, I don't know why I'm not tired of it. It's really a sick. Well, you know, do you have a favorite episode? I have a few. I like the older ones. Okay. I do like the older ones. There had a sense of humor. Richard Belzer, you know, rest in peace. Yes, I um, I like. I definitely like the the like seasons five through maybe ten. I would say. You know what's great about it? It not mind you. There's a wealth of plot lines because crime is always being committed, and they literally do key off. I mean, it's and, ripped and, from today's and, headlines, yeah, right? And, and sometimes they are so close that it's it's ridiculous, but. Um, so, uh, with the episodes, and it starts to catch uh, steam, and you have people like Christopher Maloney, and, and uh, has, has he's been on, yes? Not yet. Not yet? No, is, okay. is he the, uh, what about Mariska? Yet. No, those are, because once you get them, where do you go? Yeah. And we have a fantasy, we want to meet them in person, but we just went to Ice T's, um, he got a star on the Walk of Fame. Whoa. So we went to the ceremony, and we snuck into the press area. Did he know oh. what you're doing with the show, and the, the, the fan, did he have any inclination or idea that how devoted you are? I don't know, but we are on the NBC press list because we got cookies sent to us with all of their faces. Oh, my God. (laughs) How did they taste? Uh, Good, but I kept iced teas, so I still have his. I ate Kelly Giddish's face. Uh, Wait, you kept the iced tea cookie? Yeah. Yeah. I would, too. I would, too. Would you, like, spray that with lacquer or something so it doesn't... It's still good. It's still good. Wait, I need to know, what was Coco wearing for the uh, star ceremony? His wife... I'm actually in the background of all of her photos. Oh my God. Oh, no. That's amazing. I'm in the background of all of them and like um from the waist down uh but sh- cuz she's arched back on the star kissing it like she's in a leopard print tight tight short dress heels baby Chanel Nicole was there. <laughs> They were all there. And then his two adult children, Ice Cube was there, Chuck D was there. Wow. Um there was other yeah, it was um a who's who. It was really- one of the funniest things that we had uh, Ice T on the show and we were talking about his wife, Coco, and he said, um, he goes, yeah, he, he dresses like the kind of pictures you see hanging in prisons. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but he's right. Yeah. No, and um, it smelled like weed. There was like so many people there. And then when he was done, he went, Coco, let's ride. And then everyone got in their Escalades. Oh, my God. I want to say that. I want to be. I want to say Coco, let's, let's ride. ride. And then everybody yeah. like actually leaves. You can say it to <laughs> you me know? if you yeah. want. But nobody will follow me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, let's ride. And then I'll start walking. And like, oh, you you left it on, you look like an idiot. That, that's what happened to me. Are you, are you intrigued by other... Outside of that realm, for example, like the Alex Murdoch 
trial that just happened? Are you are you into all of this? Because right now in the world of podcasts and in the world of like um, uh, Discovery, this Discovery Channel is it ID? ID. I just watched the Jared from Subway three oh. part partner, so, and we covered that crime on our podcast. But the ID it makes your skin crawl. Listening to the voicemails oh was rough. Oh, my God. That was rough. Preston is not here, but he recommended it, and he said, but be forewarned, you'll, you'll want to you'll shower in acid when you hear these things. Yeah, because I read all, I do all the, my own, we do all our own research, and yeah. so I listen, I, but the voicemails are chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him, like, and then also, like, the mom in it, like, his partner, his foundation partner is also a pedophile, and Ugh. the mom oh involved. How do they find each other? Well, well, they they do, sadly. But if people don't remember, I mean, the funny, not the funny thing, but the weird (laughs) thing here, if you talk about the chronology, Lisa, is that Jared had was no longer the subway spokesman. And then in a bit of nostalgia, someone in their ad agency said, let's bring him back. And it was not short after that happened that all this came to light. So they were clear of that. It's not their fault. They didn't know. But, um, but yeah, and then all that came to light. But when you start to hear those, those calls, because originally he was known, hey, yeah. I ate this food and I lost all this weight. We, we actually had a picture of him with us in the, in the green. No one knew. He seemed like the, the biggest nerd dude in the world. Mm-hmm. But that's how these people operate. But, I mean, it's super chilling. So It is chilling. And um, what's cool is a lot of our listeners um, will write to us and we a lot of lawyers listen, a lot of professionals and someone that used to work in subway marketing uh, messaged us. What did they say? We talked about it in our Mm. intro after I watched it. And they said that, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he was a fun, friendly guy. But they said that they have hours of footage of him being a weirdo. And it was so hard to even edit these commercials together. Because he was such an uncomfortable, strange guy. Really, oh, man. Hey, let me. Yeah. What this, uh, so you're doing all this research, and um, and you're, you're sifting through whatever it is. Maybe it's audio or video or uh, just written. What does that do to your mental state? Because I have a friend who's a detective, and and some days are really, really, really difficult on him. You know, emotionally. So has it I affected you? Yeah. yeah. You yeah, I get really um, overwhelmed with the sadness of the universe, and then I get real—I'm I'm more suspicious and not trusting, mm-hmm. and like, um, yeah, it's more sad. And- I noticed <laughs> that when you and I first saw <laughs> yeah. each other today, you're like, what's this guy <laughs> Who is this about? guy? Uh, this guy's a killer, clearly. <laughs> but what you do, you do learn a few things. Uh, is that and and it's it's always a given. But I'm also also always stoned too. So no, like, no. so, so I'm stoned, yang. suspicious, and just like on edge yeah, of yeah. everybody always. Well, not to tie it back to SVU because I'm obsessed with the show too, and it has made me a different person living in the city. Like I will never you know hold the door open for somebody when I'm carrying bags because they can just push me inside and right. rape me and kill me or anything like that. Like Which, I and you to, don't want that. No, Steve. I I talked about it with some people and decided. Not a good thing. No, but I had to stop watching it before bed because it was giving me terrors. Wow! Every night. I watch it. What I was in the car and the, the a cab stopped and I was like, "Why are you stopping right now? <laughs> the, what, this isn't the address I gave you." And he went, "We're at a red light." <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your level of of, of security now? So, because of that, do you do you carry mace in your bag? And what do you do in the hotel room? Do you, you cover over the the people? Are are you have you become carried away or do you keep it at a healthy a healthy security level no but i'm more um blunt with my um like if i don't 
I'll be like, get away from me. Yeah, like, okay. I, or I don't like that. Like, I'm more blunt, I guess. Right. Yeah, so, so many people don't want to, like, hurt somebody's feelings, you know? So we're, uh, I think, all no, but if someone's, a little too nice sometimes. Someone's invading your space. Or mm-hmm. they're acting but cute. I've always been like this. Have I'm you? Always, yeah, if I see, like, a drunk girl and I don't like how she's being handled somewhere, like, or if I see a couple fighting, I'll go watch. Like, I don't, mm. I've always been, um... Not minding my own business. Okay. All right, so when it gets to SVU, and, and we've talked about this before, but and I'm sure you've talked about it, and maybe not uh, uh, at length anymore. But when character is being questioned by the police, and they're doing something like I don't know, stocking groceries, they never stop. stop. Yeah. They, the do you, they never like you know. Here I am. I'm investigating yeah, a yeah. murder. You you have detectives standing there, yeah. and. I would give them my full attention. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. I haven't. Sorry, I have to stock these shelves yeah, yeah. real quick. It's no, really these important. Pegs can't come out of the truck by themselves. I'm rotating the half and half. We got to get this done. Or it's like, even if it's not your best friend, or it's like a colleague has died, they'll just be like, "I got to get back to the office." <laughs> <laughs> Are you not upset at all? Yeah. Um, like I get sad when um, just. Anyone, I, I usually need a moment. But I'll tell you the cases that upset me the most are entrapment. Like, suddenly you're in a house for 10 years. Uh, oh, like, yes. Those are the cases, or like um, a bunch of kids. Those are the ones that mm-hmm. um, mess me up the most. Like, being held captive for years. Yeah. Where you lose chunks of your life. They, they, um, That's Those are the ones that mess me Judd up. Judd Nelson most. was in a uh, made-for-TV movie about a true story based on a guy in Germany who also oh, happened Austria. to be a... Was it Austria? You know yeah. this story. He was a contractor, so he was able to build in his basement <sighs> with, like, keypads and all this stuff. He took his own daughter, who he felt was getting a little too flirtatious and, you know, like a, a pure lunatic, mm. puts her in the basement, raises a family w- with his daughter, no. and for years, ch- a chunk of your life is gone, and you can't get it back. And I... I the ability of a person to compartmentalize, no pun intended, and live through something that, that, that like Elizabeth Smart or anything like that blows me away. Yeah, it's also, you know, um, in a positive way, it, outside of the suspicious, it's made me a more empathetic person, I think, because sometimes I'm like, um, if someone's acting wild, I'll be like, yeah. I wonder what they've been through. Because mm. I think as a culture, we um, judge people for the, like symptoms of abuse right. but instead of like uh, like if someone's dealing with substance issues or hypersexualization or bad grades or whatever we're like oh look at this bad kid but yeah. we never are like oh i wonder what they've been through or you or you do the thing like where you go well, why didn't you just and it's like you don't yeah. now when you're living in your in your father's basement prison it's not as easy as you might think. But he some he would also bring some of the babies upstairs, yes. and the mom, the his wife would just raise these babies. It was it's yeah. really yeah. that's a wild. So of all but the, of the-, the town takes care of her now. Oh, okay. So she is now good. I don't know about good, but um, she lives safely, and everyone protects her in the town and stuff. So you can't yeah. say that. No, it's sorry. not your podcast. Oh yeah. hey, can I ask you what kind of student you were? Do you Radio. like doing research? Do you like doing the work and stuff? 
Yeah, it takes me back to college. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so I do like doing the research. I procrastinate like always. Um, yeah, I like getting smarter. Yes, okay. I enjoy it. I, I feel cool reading and knowing things. So I uh, I wanted to ask you, because I, I, I saw you uh, and I, I put two and two together. King of Staten Island you were in with Judd Apatow. Yeah. Yes. And you're, you've done a couple of movie things. Do you like acting? Is it? Uh, yeah, I have um, I have a callback today. For what? Um, Can you reveal it? A, mo- a movie with a hot shot. I'll tell you after. You Are know, you going to be wearing blue makeup and living on a Pandora type of planet? Or <laughs> no, but it is a cool part. I'm excited because I haven't heard from them for weeks, and then I just got the email last night, so I'm kind of excited. And All you right. were in also Nope. I uh, was in Nope. Yeah, Jordan Peele. I got kicked by a horse. <laughs> you were the the makeup, right? Was it? I was yeah. Make- I, yeah, I got kicked by a horse. I got to you know. It was crazy. Horse. So in that, uh, there, there's like this underlying theme where. This this chimpanzee goes berserk and and just maims all and kills all these people, and we used to have these uh, these people in studio and they they would bring their Louis the chimp in and delightful animal really when they then they cross a threshold mm-hmm. they they get cantankerous and they get. Well, we remember the story of the woman who was going over. This one woman had a, a chimp that was like 130 pounds, 40 yeah. pounds. And this the f- friend tried to help her subdue oh, the God. chimp. And the chimp ripped her hands off. Yeah. And her face. And, and her like face. Went, went for her. I mean, they're smart. Yeah. You know, they're they like, do. oh, I'm going to take your eyes out. I'm going to take yeah. your hands out. And I'm going to eliminate all the threats. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy so stuff. You getting kicked by the horse was actually better than yeah. the uh, than the chimp attack. Yeah. Do you remember this story? The- oh no, I remember it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they are so cute. They are. <laughs> I w- oh, we all have pictures like hugging the thing, and it could have ripped our faces off. <laughs> I wonder, but do we know what made it snap? It was. It, listen, when they get to a certain age, they just like 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 humans will. They get kind of pissed off. They're like and, teenagers, like yeah, pissed yeah. off teenagers is what it, essentially it is. And yeah. they're like, you know, I don't, I don't like yeah. the way you're looking at me they, right they now. They were transporting it somewhere or whatever. I don't take it to the chimp doctor or monkey doctor, and, yeah. and it went nuts. So it was crazy. Have you been watching online? I like the videos of the apes, uh, like. Seeing humans do magic tricks, yes, I love it. Oh and they God. get blown and they away. Get excited, yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's so cute. You know, it's it's simultaneously because I I really do feel that eventually we are going to end up in a Planet of the Apes scenario because when you see their facial expressions like that, that's exactly the way I look when I see a good magician. Like that first David Blaine special, I look like that, and it, it's <laughs> wild to see that that. You know, you're like, oh, man, we are really close to these things. I don't know if this is um, nice to say or not, but I was on a set with him one time, and I caught him putting a card under his wall. Like, I... Oh, did, really? Did blame? I saw it. And then another magician said, if he, if you saw it, that means he wanted you to see it. Ah, okay. And I was like, nah, I think I caught him. <laughs> <laughs> I think I caught him. That's what exactly you would expect her to say if he got caught. No, I wanted you to see that. Yeah, but I didn't say anything. Like, I wasn't going to blow up his spot, but... He was like doing tricks for other people, and I feel like I saw him. Are you a fan of magic? Yeah, I like anyone that's following their passions and dreams and doing good things. Right, right. I heard there's a guy in Austin. Um, he has a theater, Esther Follies, and he's so good and um, that the back of the stage is a window to the outside because he's that good. It's 360 magic. Well, you know, you know what happens, and it, it happened. I remember that first David Blaine special. Uh, we listen. We had, we were so blown away. I think we came in the next day and said, "I I think this is actually magic. This is actually this is, he's actually a warlock." And then and yeah. so he's certainly great at what he does. But and I, 
I think the misconception a lot of magicians have is that uh, it'll be bad if we know that it's not. I know it's not magic. The 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 trick, the illusion that you're pulling off is really the impressive part. If you were legitimately Merlin, then right. it wouldn't be that impressive right. because you can do that. It's how you create that image that's impressive to me. But they'll get pissed off. I remember they used to have a thing called the the mask magician reveals all about these different yeah. tricks. I'm like, why are you doing that? But I liked that. I didn't care. I was that much more impressed. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So I saw David Blaine's uh, live show at the Tower, and first of all, I was surprised with how engaging and how fun it was because he is a really dry, like deadpan guy. But when you talk about whether it's actual magic or yeah. so he did this thing where he was like under he was upside down and underwater for like 10 minutes the houdini trick right and i was like okay hang on a second is he actually holding his breath for 10 minutes <laughs> Do you, you know or is there is this a trick of some sort i you know and, and even that i'm like i don't know if it's uh if what i'm watching is actually I, happening I, 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 I don't know i can't watch underwater stuff like no that. do you freak Have out you, see, you know there's a video online isla fisher the actress yeah. where i guess for a movie she was filming underwater but she truly couldn't breathe and had to get <gasps> out but everyone oh. is thinking like she's acting oh, she's acting oh man that's that's online and that yeah it's yeah. for a magic movie actually oh, now oh, you can see now you see, now you, wow. And I can't, the thought of like people thinking you're acting, but you need help <laughs> underwater. I don't, yeah. So my, my wife, uh-uh. my wife will not go into like a wax museum or a, or a house of horrors because it's her conceit that uh, if you were a killer, that'd be the perfect place to go because you could kill somebody in front of other people and they think, oh, yes. oh, wow. wow. So it's kind of similar to your... <laughs> Actually, when I was little, I made my family at Niagara Falls take me to the serial, a serial killer wax museum. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I don't think it still does, but it's like me smiling as a child (laughs) and my whole family so upset. Oh, my God. It it was on the Canada side? Yeah. Because there's a ton of, like, haunted houses and stuff over there. Uh, It's like tourist traps, you know. Wow. (laughs) It's bizarre. (laughs) We talked about this. And I said, before we we came out, I said, what does that say about us that we're fascinated by these people? But also, I think when you say about getting depressed about seeing what people are capable of, then you see somebody do a wonderful thing and you're like, oh, that's the yin and yang. That's, you know, that that's it makes you appreciate the the better things more intensely. Does that seem accurate? Am I just talking on my ass? Yeah, I think we're fascinated by it because um, if you're not a killer, you're like, how? Do, like, what? Do, how do you do it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the way I look at it, and I've been thinking about this a little bit lately, is uh, like I just want like if you're a killer, you're not special. You know what I mean? Like we're all capable of what you just did or what you're doing. You know, we just choose not to do it. So like, you want to say your message is big whoop? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. Do you think you're capable? Um. Of killing I, someone? I think, I think we're all capable. What? I think we're all Jesus, capable. No. Oh, no. No, we're not. All right, somebody's trying to kill you? <laughs> well, it's the no. Steve Buscemi and Con Air. Like, mm-hmm. some people do right. it for necessity and some people do it for, you yeah. know, the fun. Yeah. But, like... Uh, taking a life, I don't know if I'm capable of if doing you were, it. So, let's say the scenario is you're you're defending your wife and someone's attacking. I think in a... Or your son. In a moment where you had to, you would. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think if there's nothing good on TV, you'd wander out and do it. <laughs> Right, so I think that's that's the delineate. Right, right, right. I mean, that's the delineate. There are times when you have to, you know, if you're defending yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, Do you see yourself being capable of it? I think I'd be a goner. No, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like end of the world apocalypse. 
style things, like I think I'd be in the first round of like oh, yeah. second round. Yeah. Wow. You well, and me, man. You, you have it down to Check rounds. Well, that's my yeah. question is whether or not. Is there, I'm not going to be nibbling a, a rat. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I don't. I don't think I'm going to be like getting gasoline jugs. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're, you're, hiding in. Like, I don't think I have that in me. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. watch any of The Last of Us on uh, HBO? I don't do dystopia. You don't do no. okay. I do. I do murder that stuff. I don't do dystopia. So, it's too real t- for me, and it's a little too scary. Right, and if you figure that you're out by the second round, it's not going to hold any interest. To you. No, but I um I get into the debates. My friends watch. So, you know, I'll get into. Did you all watch? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. So my friends filled me in on like the big finale and like what yeah. the, everyone debated. Like, d- did he do the right thing or not? Or right, whatever. right. Yeah. A good and question. So, you know, I got involved, and he's he's hot. So like, I've, I've been <laughs> Pedro Pascal. I've been watching him eat the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know. <laughs> By the way, the crim- he's been in SVU. Oh, yes. that's right. Yes, in fact, in he loves it. He has he has this. We're he plays a real skeevy character, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he plays some. He's actually. It's in season twelve. It's um, Maloney's last episode. He's in it before he came back, and he's. Um, He's like an FBI guy who ends up being like the bad guy. Right, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah like I knew it the whole time. <laughs> the second you introduced him, like, hey, they brought him in. Um, uh, your museum was the Criminals Hall of Fame Wax Museum, and it closed in 2014. Wow. <laughs> and it was in the Ontario. Criminals Hall of Fame. <laughs> what kind of tchotchkes did that souvenir shop have? No, but I mean, it listed the people there. It was Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, it was all the... Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, that she it, was standing next to smiling. <laughs> it's so weird, but it, it, we, we, we are, you know, fascinated by it. I, uh, my my friend, I, was, I had to do it like a, a check on our friendship. He, when John Wayne Gacy was alive, he would, would one of these dudes that would purchase art, Pogo the Clown art, mm. and I'm like, you kind of you put money in the pocket of a of a friggin' maniac, you know? And, uh, and so, well, it's it, to me that's that's a, a bridge too far, you know? Well, the most sick is the. You know, you know, there's the chuckle blankers who yeah. like to hook up with comics. <laughs> but then there's, I don't know what they're called, but there's people who really want. The women who marry serial killers. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. They're chuckle effers? What do you it, mean? You said chuckle blankers. Yeah. yeah. That's where you, there's a name for people who bang comedians? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ch- I, I love, yeah. we can't say it, but the alliteration is perfect. Yeah. That's terrific. Yeah. Chuckle effers. I can't believe you never heard it. No. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We know lot lizards and all yeah. that. Yeah. Lot lizards is the funniest. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. What are the, um, the, the ladies who like cops? They're called like badge bangers or something like that. Well, well, chuckle, I, no, chuckle effers yeah. makes, is, is far funnier. Yeah. Way funnier. You could say chuckle truckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got the rhyme. The, the, the women. There were actually Manson. When before Manson died, there was a woman who wanted to marry him, and Manson of all people said he didn't. He didn't think she was being truthful to him. Do you remember this? <laughs> I don't remember that, but we covered one where he. This one guy was in prison, and there was a woman on the outside continuing his crimes for him. Oh. And Stuff. But Richard wow. Ramirez, the Night Stalker, I think, is the hottest of the killers. <laughs> if I had to pick one. Hotter well, than Ted Bundy. He, well, if Ted I Bundy was known as, as a good looking. But, but I mean, did you see when they, they, in fact, NBC got in trouble for this. They did a Manson series and they had a guy who looked like like uh, Gavin Rossdale playing, playing Manson. And it was just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. this part of the deal is, I mean... I like the accuracy. I think when you're... Glo- that was the big issue with the Dahmer uh, series yeah. on Netflix. People were saying, are you making this guy, you know... Yeah. 
so there's I, I, yeah, there's a sense, lot of arguments there. Yeah, um, sexifying these people. Yeah. But, by the way, they're called badge bunnies. My friend who's a police officer okay. just texted me, badge bunnies. Did you watch um, uh, Escape from Danamora by any chance? Um, well, is that a separate thing or the episodes of SVU? No, 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 no it's, it's a separate thing. It's still directed. It's about the escape. It, they, I didn't know that. There's like a three-parter about on SVU about all those. Okay. And no, this they're is, incredible. Yeah, Ben Stiller directed this. Um, he seduced a prison guard, basically. Yeah, Patricia Arquette. And it's a true story. She uh, essentially helped these guys escape without really even knowing that she was helping them no. escape. And yeah, blew her career and everything. Yeah. yeah I but mean, she, you know, she well, yeah, because they're manipulative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. That's how they get. Inside. That's why, uh, you know, again, that's kind of our fascination with them. And a lot of them, I was just watching an interview with a guy. A lot of them are Mensa level mm. smart. And they pick up the tools to do that manipulation. And that's how they get people. To, like, the, obviously, this one convict who was having this woman carry on his his uh, his uh, activities outside of prison. It's amazing. It's terrifying. And I think that's what draws to it, us to it. So that's what, you know, with your podcast, obviously, that's why it's successful. It is bad, and I know they're bad, but I do love a jailbreak. <laughs> I do love it. Like, how is it even possible these days? I'm impressed. Yeah. We just covered one guy. He escaped three times, and one time he was gone for 18 months. And, uh. like, bad guy he killed. But I was like, that's cool. I don't know. <laughs> you got to get some bonus points Well, the one dude... Is- Escape from uh, Danamora, like, he ended up getting clipped because he was moving during the day. I'm like, you idiot. You got to move at night, bro. You know, you can't be moving during the day when people can see you. I got to watch that because in SVU, she would bake um, tools in lasagna and bring into the prison for uh-huh. him. So, is that what she would do? Um, I, I, I can't she wait was to doing, watch She was doing this. food. Yeah. Uh, it might have been baked goods besides lasagna because to me, it, cleaning the marinara off the tools is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, the theory in real like life about women who do that is they've like dealt with abuse so for this, it's like a relationship they can control. Yes. Mm. Yes. I've heard that many times and that it, it makes sense. That was, that's like... You know where he is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, what's crazy but. is is one episode in this, you go to her backstory and you find out that uh you know you know she wasn't necessarily being manipulated by you know this prisoner that she kind of was like a little skank <laughs> uh, you know uh so you know, like banging co-workers in the parking lot and stuff like well, that yeah, no, we yeah. have to go but stolen yeah. youth did you watch that no one? it's about the sarah lawrence cult it was like this father oh, i've heard about it yeah it yeah. was it upset me my wife was watching that the the the, the father actually like moved into the dorm right yeah, that's weird. Oh, so yeah. sometimes you gotta you gotta be in. The, uh, listen, I'm a fan of all these things, but even then, you still have to be in the right frame of mind before you t- tackle something like that. Yeah, you have to come in. I think you have to come in super happy. So even when it takes <laughs> yeah. a dent, you're still pretty good. But uh, we uh, we sadly have to wrap things up. Uh, we uh, she we wants have... to take a nap anyway. I offered her coffee first thing. She's like, no, I want to go to sleep. Want to go to sleep? <laughs> and we completely understand that you're coming uh, off hours to visit with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, punchline tonight, eight p.m. Tomorrow, seven thirty at nine forty-five. Saturday, seven thirty at nine forty-five. Uh, it's going to be a great time. A uh, round of applause for Lisa Traeger. Yeah. Thanks so much. for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve.
This is Virginia Lottery recording session. We are rolling whenever you're ready, Sam. Coming this Tuesday, the Virginia Lottery is... Try option three. The Virginia Lottery has newly brewed and fun to do... Try four. We have a rotating selection of scratchers, online games, print and play... Actually, just read option one. Virginia Lottery, new games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. Chief Show Podcast. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, this morning, the Bizarre Files brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston. Offers the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site. They also have leaf compost, decorative stone pavers, and more. Delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit them online at mulchthis.com. And I got a few stories I'm going to share with you. Let us begin with this one. A former Colorado funeral home owner pleaded guilty to secretly dissecting corpses and selling body parts without consent for mourning relatives. Jesus Christ. Uh, Megan Hess, who operated the Sunset... Where's Gum Gum's head? uh, Mesa Funeral Home in Montrose and a human body parts business called Donor Services from the same building. Can I help you folks? Uh, She admitted in federal court Tuesday to defrauding at least a dozen families who had paid to have their late loved ones cremated. Was there any sort of asterisk at the bottom might be used for body parts? Maybe they didn't read the fine print. Uh, Instead of cremating the bodies, she harvested heads, spines, arms, and legs, and then sold them. And we passed the savings on to you. Prosecutors are calling for Hess, who had previously pleaded not guilty, to be sentenced to 12 to 15 years in prison. Now, she's been out on bond since her arrest in 2020. Her defense attorney has requested a lighter sentence of two years. Grave robbing is so time-consuming. If only there was an option. In 2009, Hess and her mother, Shirley Cox, had launched a nonprofit donor service organization called Sunset Mesa Funeral Foundation, a body broker service <laughs> operating out of the funeral home doing business that would sell body parts to third parties, mostly for surgical training and other educational purposes. Uh, the pair charged customers $1,000 or more for cremations that never occurred. To maximize profits, has targeted poor and vulnerable families, oh, man. struggling as they made arrangements in their relatives' final days. She also offered free cremations in exchange for body donation. Uh, Many families received ashes mixed with the remains of different cadavers. One client received a concrete mix instead of the remains of their loved ones. Looks a lot like Quaker Oats. Uh, Hess forged dozens of body donor consent forms federal investigators found and a former employee accused her of earning uh, $40,000 by extracting and selling the gold teeth of some of the deceased. How come the cat turds in this? As part of the macabre scheme. Can you imagine that? Yeah. While it is illegal to sell organs such as hearts, kidneys, and tendons for transplant in the United States, the sale of cadavers and body parts for use in research or education is not regulated by federal law. Yeah, obviously this, though, is a violation. Yeah, they're doing it without uh, yeah. consent. So, Oh, we forgot to mention that part. Uh, the president of a nationally known rabbit rescue nonprofit has been charged with felony animal cruelty and torture after 47 dead rabbits were found by authorities in a feces-filled barn last week. Police found a chaotic and tragic scene when they arrived to investigate reports of sick and dead rabbits oh, man. at a barn dubbed the Peace Bunny Cottage. Yeah, and pieces. 
Uh, they saw rabbits running loose in the barn, and the smell of death, feces, and urine was overwhelming, according to the complaint. This is the uh, rabbit version of your first story. The county attorney, Ron Hosevar, said that uh, this is the first time we've ever seen this type of abuse case where you have a rescue operation that is now doing the opposite. We're deeply troubled by the actions of the defendant in the case. They became suspicious when he released a Haas and Pfeffer cookbook. Uh, St- Stephanie Hope Smith, who serves as president of the Peace Bunny Foundation, was allegedly on vacation at the time. She agreed that the animal's current condition was, quote, not appropriate <laughs> and said most of the loose bunnies were due to be picked up by another group. Uh, officers assisted That's by an horrible. Animal Humane so- Society vet returned the next day with a warrant to find hundreds of rabbits of different ages running loose in the open barn area. Many had burrowed holes in the large piles of manure. Uh. And two rabbits, an adult with a broken back and a baby infested with maggots, were immediately euthanized. Six uh, gerbils, two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. Uh, beneath plywood floorboards many uh, were many more dead rabbits and body parts in various stages of decomposition. In all, authorities found 47 dead bunnies and 19 bunnies in need of immediate attention. Other rabbits were in cages where almost none had water or several were without okay, food. I'm going to say it. This wow. person was not cut out for this line of work. <laughs> no, they were not. Yeah. Uh, so, Josevar said that animal cruelty cases in the county typically involve a common household pet like a dog. Uh, the Humane Society is caring for the 200 rabbits found in the barn. Uh, Stephanie Smith was, who was charged with three gross misdemeanors in addition to two felonies will make her first court appearance on August 22nd. Wow. Sweetest animals. You treat them like that. All right. uh, This is an interesting story. A wet wipe island the size of two tennis courts has formed in the Thames River, causing it, uh, as it flows through London, to change course. Ministers have asked... We're going to redirect Wet Wipe Island. Uh, ministers... And we shall join it with Tampon Cove. <laughs> God. In <laughs> one superstructure made of both handy wipes and Tampax. Uh, ministers have... We open for tourists come next July. Ministers have asked people to stop using wet wipes. Don't and, pull the strings. And the government is considering banning those that contain plastic. You'll Fle- dismantle the island. Uh, Fleur Anderson, a Labor member of Parliament, warned that when flushed down the drains, wet wipes don't disintegrate and instead end up in the Thames, it's England's true. second longest river. Though don't they don't they suggest they do? That's one of the fallacies. Is that we heard plumbers tell us that a lot of the people, you know, believe that those things disintegrate and they yeah. don't like Oh yeah. yeah. And even if it says flushable, you shouldn't it, flush it, them. You shouldn't flush them. So uh uh Floor Anderson said there is an island the size of two tennis courts and I've been and stood on it. It's near Hammersmith Bridge in the Thames. I planted a flag. And it's a meter deep or more in places of just wet wipes. It's actually changed the course of the Thames. Anderson has proposed banning the manufacture and sale of wet wipes containing plastic, uh, noting that it is unlikely to become law without government backing. I would imagine it's a clean island, correct? Uh, well, yes. Yeah, they're wet wipes. Of course, yes. Most wet wipes are made from pl- with plastic, which uh, does not break down when flushed. Furthermore, they can break into uh, down into microplastic and damage aquatic life and the Thames ecosystem. So, But they have an island that's made out of wet wipes in the river. <laughs> and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right. We'll take a break. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Ghost. Lincoln Park. Party. Always got you back. I can make you famous. By the way, my name 
music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Hard to handle. Ah! 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 Black Crows. 93.3 WMMR. 10.13 on a pre-Friday. No oh, sad, bro? No sad. Almost. Well, it's pretty much no sad, bro. Uh, I, I'm, I'm totally down. It's the only thing that's getting me through is the no sadness. And then you have what appears to be sun outside. Yeah. The weather's pretty good. Lots yeah. to be happy for. We, I, we, I've asked this question before. What, what do you think is better, a Friday or a Sunday? A Friday. And, and everybody says uh, by Friday. By far. By far. Let me throw this out there. What's better, a Thursday or a Sunday? So there's a case to be made that Thursday evening into Friday is is on an even playing field with Friday. Thursday's got a great feel to it. It does. So my, my daughter had her ring ceremony. She's a junior in high school, and so she had a ring mass and uh, ceremony last night. And then we went out to dinner afterwards, and she's like, I got a test tomorrow. And I was like, what, teacher? <laughs> I know. We'll give you a test the morning after. Like, you know, like, they're all, like, juniors. I right, know. right. I said, is this teacher a butthead? And she said, no, they're actually pretty cool. Well, mama. but you know, and she, but she's an exemplary student. So yeah. They're doing something right. She really is. There you go. And so congratulations to, uh, you know, all all the juniors, uh, not just at Mary and Mercy, but, you know, it, it, right now is ring ceremony time. You know what I wanted to ask you? Do we still have things to give away? We do. All right. We do. As a matter of fact, we uh, I already did. I did beer, and I did that Renfield uh, movie, but we also have a, oh, I'm just it's asking. Last, we do, right. we do. So leading into <laughs> yeah. Marissa. Marissa, she's good. She reminded me, we have to do um, trash yeah, and, and, news. and uh, this lesson question. So we are going to give away something. This is a gift card to Nebraza, and Nick actually has our lesson question for today. Yeah, this is something you got to earn, that's why we're not doing it. Something else to give away right now. So after his stroke, what were the first two words that Brian Propp said? This is actually a fact that he he told us about uh, this morning that we didn't know about. After he had his stroke, what were the first two words that Brian Propp said? 215-263-WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. By the way, those little pauses, Casey makes a face and he's... Self-loathing, but I think you're doing it. Well, job. I see Preston do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, no, uh, no, hit yeah. the, you know, oh, whatever. It's all right. Trash is brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Got junk? You want it gone? Got floors? Want them clean? Call J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Better known and operated, started right here in southeastern. Call 844-GET-J-DOG, or you can visit them online at jdog.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the North American debut of the Swedish electric car Polestar 3 in New York on Tuesday. DiCaprio uh, reportedly brought along his girlfriend to test the vehicle's child safety seat. Hey! (laughs) Catherine Hagel. Heigl. Revealing that she's now spending far more time at her home in Utah. Heigl explained, saying she decided that Utah was a better place to raise her kids and everyone in Hollywood thinks she's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Russell Crowe again clarifying. He's not going to be a part of the new Ridley Scott sequel to The Gladiator. Crow has gained a lot of weight, recently reportedly turned down the role of Nutris Systemus. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) And that is your Hollywood trash, right? Sorry. Yes, you're right. All right, okay. once again, the question, the lesson question, after his stroke, what were the first two words that our friend Brian Prop actually said? Okay, so I think, speaking of Brian Prop, we're going to go to a gentleman named Brian on line seven. Brian, are you there? Yes. All right, uh, can you do that question again for yes, me? Yes, uh, Brian, do you know the answer to the question? After his stroke, what were the first two words that Brian Prop said? Bernie Perron. He's right. Yeah! 
that's one of the funniest things I've heard. That is, it's not even a joke. Out of yeah. a stroke. Two words. Bernie Perron. <laughs> Perron. All right, he uh, must love that. Bernie yeah. must love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian, I'm going to put you on hold real quick, and I'm going to tell you what you won, which is a $100 gift card to Nebraza. The, this Easter, celebrate at Nebraza in Horsham with a unique Rodizio-style dining experience. Brunch and dinner seating available. For reservations, go to nebraza.com. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Can you hear me? There we go. Guest reporter Kathy Romano. <laughs> you have a sponsor case? There is no sponsor. Oh, there's no sponsor. There's no nope. sponsor, Kathy Romano. Okay, so Music News. Metallica has unleashed the heavy driving title track to the upcoming studio album, 72 Seasons. The new track is available on WMMR.com. 72 Seasons comes out on April 14th. It's available for pre-sale at WMMR.com, while physical copies are available for pre-order at Metallica.com. The LP will contain 12 tracks and clocks in at over 77 minutes. Is this what West, Bill Weston wanted yeah, us to yeah, talk about? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So and, and today, and okay. So and, and that listening event that was the, the um, at the theaters. Yes. Yeah, so that's going to happen on Thursday, April thirteenth. So you got a couple, actually two weeks from today. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so if you want tickets uh, and a list of participating theaters, you go to Metallica film, and all the information is there. Or Marissa, is that information up on uh, PrestonSteve.com? Of course it is, and WMR.com. Excellent. Excellent. Sammy Hagar promises more songs from Van Halen in his upcoming show with The Circle. The band features Van Halen bandmate Michael Anthony on bass, drummer Jason Bonham, and guitarist Vic Johnson. The band has just announced a pair of upcoming Nevada shows, July 14th in Lake Tahoe at Harvey's Amphitheater and on July 15th at Pearl at the Palms in Las Vegas. And some Pennsylvanians can soon get their money back for events that were canceled in the early months of the coronavirus pandemic. Secure Ticket Purchase has agreed to refund Pennsylvanians who bought tickets Tickets on its site, boxofficeticketsales.com, for events that were canceled before November 19th of 2021, according to the settlement this week with the Pennsylvania Attorney General's Office. After the pandemic struck in March of 2020, causing the cancellation of concerts, sporting events, and other entertainment around the world, the company changed its refund policy, only uh, only offering store credit and not money back uh, for customers, the Attorney General's Office said in the statement. Wow. Did you guys, uh, there were a couple of things that I had purchased that had to be canceled. There were things I was looking for yeah. to attending, but I had not actually physically purchased tickets at that point, but I know a lot of people had issues. Now, it, it, there were some artists that immediately said, okay, so you can get money back in your pocket, we're going to make sure everything's refunded, Yeah, and they worked whatever they worked, but I remember this being an issue, mm-hmm. I, and it is illegal, is it not, Kathy? You have to have well, order. yep. Attorney yeah. General Michelle Henry said in a statement, secure ticket purchase thought they could walk away with consumers' hard-earned money uh, by changing their refund policy in the middle of the pandemic. They changed it in the middle of it? <laughs> yeah. That's oh, it. my God. <laughs> I bought the that's Pearl fraud. Jam. I bought Pearl Jam tickets in uh, April April 2020 out in, in um, Arizona. Right. And obviously, that ended up not happening. And but Steve, when that uh, because they were supposed to do that uh, that tour, that Gigaton tour. That's right. And they gave you the option of um, give you the money back or hold on to your tickets, and hopefully the tour will be. And eventually, it was rescheduled. So, did most bands follow that? Pattern I of don't, like, I there don't had know. to have been some some things that just couldn't get rescheduled. Right, right. 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 You know. Because, you know, Kathy, we were talking about, you know, friends at Live Nation and everything about, about just the general. What happened was, we knew this was going to happen, um, is that 
there was nothing for so long. And there was a, a building catalog of shows that needed to get into venues. And then everything just tipped. And now there's just a massive influx of shows. And you're right. Some people are, are just not able to tour because there's nowhere to go to. Or maybe it was rescheduled and you couldn't go. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. that's actually true. Yeah. yeah, all of a sudden now you're indisposed that day or right, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, had, uh, I had flights that were obviously canceled. And there was no option of refund, only... Oh, yes, sir. on flights? No, I thought it was... actually fairly easy you to get refunded on the You could either get another flight or a concert. No, I... Yeah. <laughs> Mine was... It was a flight credit. Mine, what I got, you got your money back. You Now, you had to, they originally were doing credit, credit, credit. They kept pushing it. And then finally, they released information where you could, you just had to go. Now, you had to file for it. Yeah, I you, didn't do you that. You got your money but back. But you know what? I ended up using the credit anyway, so... Correct me if I'm wrong, but it, they have to provide a cash back in things like that, Kathy, there has to be an option that allows you to get your money. They can't corral you into credit. That's, key- that would be, at least at least my understanding, for most things, that would be illegal, right? Like, well, you mean now and, or during the pandemic? Well, just in general. Well, they, in general, I think, but I think it's Unless it's a the, stated policy of yeah, purchase. Yeah, I think it depends on the type All of right. ticket you purchase, and some <laughs> of them are just going to be a credit. I huh. still have airline credits from 2020, that oh, I, really? and, and it was, <laughs> um, uh, I got like a partial refund. Uh, and then How they gave me, happen? I don't know. And and honestly, see, like, it was so weird and hectic during that right, time. And right. you were just trying to figure out what the hell was going on. So uh, some flights uh, that that were booked, I think you got cash refunds. And then some you get flight credits. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, they expire at the end of 2023. I was just going to say, you better look <laughs> uh, yeah. to see the expiration. So I have to use it. them at, this, uh, at I, some point this year. From what I understand, in that group that purchased those tickets, Nick, you can redeem them for private jet flight with Pearl Jam. Oh, so, yeah. all right. So that's, that's I didn't bonus. read the fine print. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's cool. All right, so this settlement puts all ticket resellers on notice. If you deceive Pennsylvanians to maximize your bottom line, you will be held accountable, uh, said the Attorney General. The Las Vegas-based company cannot be reached for a comment on Wednesday. Pennsylvanians who bought tickets through this site for an event that was canceled before November 19th, 2021 and have not received their money back can file a consumer complaint with the Attorney General's office. Uh, the form can be filled out online or you can also email consumers at attorneygeneral.gov. Complaints must be filed by June 26th. Now, Kathy, yesterday you helped Casey with his shipping issues. Can people who are having issues with this concert <laughs> situation call you as well? Call me? Well, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't work for the government. Uh, Otherwise, Otherwise, uh, I would have. I wonder if there's a business there for you, Kath. <laughs> totally. Don't you remember years ago? Oh. I think we had him at, at Y100, and then we had him early on here at MMR. But it was the guy that wrote a book about how to deal with consumer, um, right. like customer relations, he, he, and how to get what you want yes. out of them when something goes wrong. I remember that dude. He was good. Yeah. Wait, yeah. and then there was another business we reached about, we talked about recently, that's like uh, Call a Karen. Oh, or like yeah. Karen for your dirty work. It's a small business out of Pittsburgh, and you can hire these women who will sit online with customer service and for you and do whatever, yeah. right. do whatever you need. Wow. Yeah, because Kath, you had uh, um, when I was flying back to Florida when we were down there for Universal, my flight got delayed by. Oh yeah, two hours, and and it, so I woke up that morning. I was supposed to fly out, and it got. And you were like, "Oh, you you can get a full refund for that because it was over an hour." And I went to that website, and I couldn't find anything. That uh, you can you you have to I mean I can but but you took a flight so yeah 
your your money is going to go there. But if you didn't, you would have been refunded. You would have had to have been refunded. Okay. So but since I flew anyway, I oh, you're okay. SOL. Okay. Yeah. You, you got on the plane and uh, which is an aviation term. There's anything you can do at this point. Yes. <laughs> but you can complain that it got. There is a way to do it. You there, you contact their customer service and I'm so bad at that. But you say that that it was delayed the two hours. They'll probably offer you some sort of points or whatever. But might as well take it. It's, it's, it's the same thing like when you get a notice that you're you're part of a class action suit and oh really uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah and that your money's coming your way and I'm like I, I I'm I'm terrible with that I never follow up I you know it, the one time I, I think years ago when I was at WDRE in New York I followed up and I, I stood to make five bucks or something like that so that, that kind of indoc- that that uh, it's never going to be. Oh my God, I'm rich <laughs> of a class action suit. Uh, that's that's what we have in music news. All okay. right, right. Well, yeah. 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 All right, that makes wow. up for you being late for traffic. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> All right, well then, so that's music news, and we're gonna take another break. Come back oh, after that. Oh, oh, no, wait, wait. Oh, you wanted to do a giveaway. It. Hold it right there. We have a pair of passes to see Prime Video's Air, starring Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Yes. And that screening is going to be on Wednesday, uh, April 4th at 7.30 at the Regal UA King of Prussia. Great reviews. The story of Air Jordans, right? Yeah. So let's take caller number 23. What a great number. Because that's Michael Jordan's (laughs) number. And we're going to hook you up with a pair of passes uh, for that screening, which is going to be next Wednesday. And we're going to take a break. Hey everyone, it's Kathy Romano. Spring is here. Now let's get that ponytail ready for the chopping block for Kathy's Cuts. We're supporting Wigs for Kids and helping children look themselves and live their lives. Donate your hair to Wigs for Kids on Monday, May 1st. Go to PrestonandSteve.com. Make sure you meet the new minimum requirement of 14 inches of hair. Then make an appointment to join us on May 1st. You'll receive a new short hairstyle by the amazing stylists at Gravity Hair Salon in Ambler and Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Donors will also get refreshments from Duncan, a Kathy's Cuts t-shirt, and a gift bag from True Beauty Concepts. Don't wait. Go to PrestonandSteve.com to sign up. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Hey, Ron Jones. Supercharged, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks, 1034 Thursday morning. Yes, no sad, bro. Thursday, sunny outside. Uh, it's going to be a high of 48 today. Yeah. Uh, which is very nice. Uh, There's a lot of fun uh, on the show today. Uh, yeah. You know, listen, we're, we're juggling things and we're sans pressing. And again, uh, seeing a lot of your well wishes pop up on online and on uh, social media. And uh, I, I can guarantee you that President and his family are, are, uh, are, are very happy to... Have you support them, and uh, we'll find out what's going on, and hopefully things are, are breaking better for them. We will, um, you know, be back with him soon. So I got but, a text with uh, from him a little earlier, Steve. Oh, I, nice. I just okay, to reach out and say hi and see how he was doing. And uh, there's a lot going on. It's a lot of juggling, yeah. but um, him being there is a good thing. Yeah, oh, good, and, good. And, and, and that so, was the whole whole reason for him to do this. Yeah, and, yeah. And he, he drove to Kentucky, so mm-hmm. yeah. It's a, it's a long few days with a lot on his plate. Um, so obviously we're thinking about him, but he seems like he's doing a little better today than he was yesterday. Yeah, it's not. Preston himself, it's issues with uh, the family. And as yeah. he said earlier this week on the show, it's his, his yeah. dad specifically and his mom is going through some stuff as well. So yeah. you deal with those things. It's part of life. And uh, another part of life, Kiss. Yeah. Hey, dude. Pierre. Legend has just walked in the he room. He just walked in. He, he's Mr. Pierre Robert. Oh, my God. How are you, Pierre? Hello. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's a very resonant voice for, for today, for a Thursday at least. I have arrived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hi. 
How are you, kids? You Doing sound, well. You sound, I'm giving you A-plus today. All right. Wow. Well, we yeah. appreciate that. A-plus and greatness. Wow. Well, really? Because yeah. on, on the Bill Weston conversion scale, does that put us at a C-plus? No, that's a, a B-minus. But right. uh, yeah, Pierre grades on a curve. Yeah. I, yeah. And we appreciate that. I so. live on a curve. <laughs> uh, but there you have it. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. You know, and sometimes it's, you got to, when things change a little bit and you have to kind of adapt and, and do it, but the reaction's been pretty good. So we're glad people are um, are being kind enough to stick with us. I told Casey this yesterday. He does a great job of the ins and outs of the music and, um, you know, setting things up for the next uh, piece. Yeah. Um, and then I give the homily, yeah, and it's I, all good. You give the homily. It's um, it is not part of muscle memory at no. all. Like I'm not a host. I'm 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 barely a producer. <laughs> no, no, you're a great producer. But we all have our jobs, and yeah. and we fill them. And when you're slightly off your footing, it, it wreaks havoc yes, with you. I'll but, never forget when uh, back in the press of Maryland, Steve Days Maryland was out one time, and and I had to do traffic <laughs> for her. <laughs> And she came in the next day. She's like, man, that was like job security right there, <laughs> listening to me do traffic. I was like, yeah. It happens. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, so, um, yes, uh, we need to get a letter, yes. right? Yeah, we're, we're building towards a word. Yes. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and today, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you by the letter... R as in robust. All right, that's four... In a five-letter word, and we're giving away a pair of 2023 winter season passes for Montage Mountain Home of the Preston and Steve Car. I love that it's our home for the uh, classic. It, what a blast, man. Yes. I'm so looking forward to it uh, for next year. And also, perhaps things we can do up there throughout the summer. So yep. we're looking forward to it. Yeah, so included with each pass, by the way, is uh, enjoy first tracks on weekends and holidays. That's one hour prior to the public. Tickets to Mountain Fest 2024. 10% discount on Montage Mountain food offerings and much more. Season passes are on sale now for a the lowest price offered for next winter with payment plans available and the price does go up on april 2nd so you want to visit montagemountainresorts.com to get yours today okay and uh, what's coming up on the show today pierre well we will have a workforce block of Jimi hendrix and offspring eric clapton's birthday today so a block of eric clapton a couple of sets of tickets to give away i have elvis costello who's going to play with uh, his dear friend Nick Lowe. Ah. This is going to be a perfect show. That's great. Uh, yeah, and uh, special guest Charlie Sexton. Uh, so we've got those tickets to give away. Uh, they're going on sale Friday, as well as Queen and Adam Lambert tickets also going on sale on Friday. I remember when Charlie Sexton came on the scene, I think he had a hit when he was 17 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Beat So Lonely? Was that the... No, I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, but he was he was all the rage. he played in Bob Dylan's band for a while, yeah. I think. Yeah, he's a fascinating guy. That's cool. Uh, and But, I mean, what a lineup. Elvis and Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe wrote the song Peace, Love, and Understanding. What's so funny about Peace, Love, and Understanding that Elvis had a huge hit with. Yeah. Nick Lowe used to produce his albums. Uh, so the fact that they're going to be on the same bill is... That is a great perfect. bill. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Uh, we, we didn't get to thank our guest, by the way, for oh, today. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah. Uh, Brian Prop on the show. And, and, and uh, Casey, do you have the specifics about the event I there? Yeah, so Celebrity Face-Off, it's going to be Saturday. The game starts at one thirty, but, like, doors open around 12. Uh, it's going to be three periods, 20-minute periods. And then afterwards, they're going to have, like, a little happy hour get-together. And that's all happening at Iceworks in Aston, PA. And... Uh, Prop26.com for information and tickets. That's P-R-O-P-P 26.com. Oh, I'm President Steve Nick. Is it the, the yes, information? Sir. All right, thank you. And we had John Brazier in. Yeah. Talking to Phil's and all the uh, opening day today, which is awesome. And uh, Lisa Traeger was also on. She's going to be at Punchline yes. over the weekend. Very funny. Uh, sponsors case. Yes, let's do this. I'm going to hit this little button. 
Oh, yes. All right, Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. And we're also brought to you by Family & Company Jewelers getting engaged. Get her the perfect engagement ring from Family & Company, South Jersey's diamond destination. All right, so tomorrow on the show we have Felt Face. Yes, the comedian cool. Felt Face. Very funny. And uh, other fun and hijinks will in, in, uh, ensue, I'm sure. No sad, bro. we got a whole bunch going on, stuff to give away. So uh, we will see you tomorrow. And rage on, everyone, and uh, stay nooch. Yeah, keep it in nooch. Keep it in nooch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> From our early days of delivering ice and coal, Griffith Energy Services has been a leader in having the right comfort solutions for you. Folks rely on Griffith for everything from heating oil and propane to HVAC service, installation and repair, and so much more. Griffith Energy Services, doggone dependable for 125 years. Griffith specializes in train, but services all brands. Visit Griffith Energy Services today. Griffith Energy Services, doggone dependable. License number MTHVACR012278.